0: Hello and welcome back to the new Disc Colony no tea, Low tea. My name's Ross. I'm Brent. What's up, guys? Hey, and uh, today. <laughs> I tried to go as high energy as I could. And to, I lost to be fair, it real quick. <laughs> to
1: be fair to you, this is the best one yet. We've yeah. tried to record this intro three times. This is the third time through. We're sticking with it.
0: Yep. No starties. No restarties.
1: Yeah. And this is the best one. This is the best one. Yeah. 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 I fucked up the first two, so I was just like, "Mm, Roz needs to take over. And he did. Yep. He stepped
0: up. And I knocked it out of the fucking park.
1: Not only did you knock it out of the park, they leveled the park afterwards. So uh-huh. they're like It can't get any more knocked out of than that.
0: Yep. And then it was built on top of an Indian burial ground. Uh, the new place was. Um, that actually reminds me too much of what we did to Greenwood. So I'm going to move past this. Oh, I thought um, you were
1: going the fictional movie Poltergeist. is where Was I, that? Yeah.
0: You didn't think to move the bodies. You know what? I don't think I've ever seen Poltergeist. Oh, it's good. I watched it a I've few heard years it's ago. Really good. Mm-hmm. Joe Dante, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, I, think, <laughs> I think. I think it
1: was the director of Gremlins. Yes. And Gremlins Two. Yep, I believe. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Gremlins Two. Fun fact: He didn't want to do it. And so the studio was like begging him, please, 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 and he said, "The only way I'm going to do it is if you let me do whatever the fuck I want to do." And it resulted in the best movie that's ever been made.
1: (laughs) This is true. Have you seen that Key and Peele sketch? (laughs) Yes, that is the oh my god, the best thing. I like that movie is so bonkers. (laughs) My wife and I we rewatched it. Uh, I showed it to her for the first time a couple of November's ago, and I was like, "This is an actual movie. This this is happening." Like, we watched Gremlins 1, we'd both seen that before, then I showed her Gremlins 2, and it's just, like, wildly different. It is,
0: it Mm. is, I mean, it's a sequel, but it's, like, a sequel that more people should make, Mm. whereas most sequels, they try to just, like, do what the first movie did, but just, like, kind of, like you know, like, rearrange a couple things, like, the Austin Powers movie is, like, one of the worst ones, it's, like, the same jokes, recycled, whatever. Gremlins 2, fuck all of that. It is... (laughs) bat shit insane and they literally do... there's a bat in there yes mm-hmm. and uh, there's a gremlin made out of uh vegetables
1: <laughs> yes it's one of my favorites there's the horny girl gremlin oh man yeah that that might be the most haunting gremlin ever <laughs> especially at the end of the movie where she like corners that one dude in the bathroom yeah and
0: it, it cuts
1: uh uh-huh. he has he like works up a little bit of like a, a smirk on his face you know he was into it. He was down for he it. He fucked you know? that gremlin. I Gremlin's mean, three? <laughs> look, I'm just being honest with you. If you see some pouty enough lips, like. Yeah. It's going to twitch a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My bird's going to twitch a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Full Latin and bolt straight down my slit. <laughs> Dude, but if you haven't seen Righteous Gemstones? I've, e- I've seen the first season. I haven't watched oh. the the second one. Okay. Yet. Good. I haven't started it yet. Edie but. Patterson. Ugh. Big, big old crush on that one. Yeah. She is fucking phenomenally funny. Mm-hmm. So good.
1: Hilarious, yeah. Uh, but yeah,
0: so uh Gremlins. What uh what were we talking about?
1: <laughs> well, before we started recording, you were yeah. going to regale me about a conquest oh, that you had recently This is true uh con conquested. Conquestador.
0: In the storied tradition, um Sword in the Stone, uh <laughs> king arthur <laughs> these are all things that reference the same thing mm-hmm. uh uh what's the one with the boy no that's sword in the stone <laughs> yeah Where he turns into a fish okay. wait what right turns to a fish the disney movie he turns into a fish remember they turn into a fish and he's like getting chased in the moat
1: oh uh, yeah, i don't remember that i i'm willing to believe you but i just i don't have that specific that's the only memory part of the of movie it. i remember oh uh, really well,
0: he pulls a sword out of the stone i guess it's all referencing the same thing point yeah. is I got a motherfucking lightsaber.
1: (laughs) This, a lightsaber, is like a sword that extracts itself from the handle. That's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And the stone is my cock because I'm (laughs) fucking hard as hell.
1: Uh, I've
0: already signed up for lightsaber classes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This is not a joke. This is on the back of our previous episode, episode four, where at the end of it we had a a portion of the Lost episode, Lost NDC episode edited in there where we're talking about fandom and all that stuff. And I, I think you may have mentioned wanting to get a lightsaber yeah. or maybe that was an off air conversation, but you've always been a fan of star Wars ever since I've known you. Yes. And, uh, so this was a, a huge stepping stone for you. Huge. And this is not like one of those, um, go to the toy aisle of your no. department store. See, I've the owned lightsaber. these
0: before. Yeah. You may recall back in high school, uh-huh. uh, we have a friend, Jared Joseph, uh-huh. um, who was also into Star Wars as well? Yeah. Jared and I one day went to Toys R Us and we both bought lightsabers and we took them to school. And in a show of our virginity, we both <laughs> pulled them out in the middle of uh, like the common area and oh. both started lightsaber dueling.
1: What? I don't remember. You don't this remember at all. this? No, oh,
0: I can remember it clearly. Oh my god! One of the most shameful things I've ever done. <laughs> this,
1: this is a long list. Um, Wait was this like a dress up day or something like that or was this just like a random (laughs) Thursday or some shit
0: It was like towards the end of um, Because he was a year older than we were Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think it was like his It was like the the end of the school year and I think it was his last His senior year Mm, So he was like I want to do this I want to I want to have a lightsaber battle, and I was like, "Yeah, fucking, I'm game." So I mm-hmm. bought Darth Maul's double bladed lightsaber, and mm. I think he got Obi Wan's. Yeah. Um, and we had a uh, we had a full on uh, dork fest, and I am so glad that cell phones were not invented back then because yeah. this video would haunt me to this day.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: no. So so I bought some like plastic toy lightsabers, yeah. you know, but
1: and these are the the ones that have like the telescoping like yeah. little plastic lightsaber blade or whatever
0: yeah and they're yeah. you know they're toys i mm-hmm. mean they're toys they're plastic yep. toys whatever made for children made for children these I got dumbass adult children <laughs> senior lightsaber <laughs> I, I i uh yeah you'll, i uh, i ordered one
1: you have to show me this the next time I come over because I'm oh. uh, wildly intrigued. I might
0: just bring it over next time I come over. Oh, that works as well. I, it'll be here Thursday. It's not here yet. Oh, okay. 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 I don't have it in, in my hand yet. Yeah. I, or else I would have brought it today. Trust mm-hmm. me. <laughs> it would have been in my car. Um, but no, uh, they have a local uh, chapter of uh, people who lightsaber duel, and I'm sure they're all the coolest people. Um, they and- probably
1: are, right? They're they're very cool and willing to potentially listen to this podcast. Sure, they're probably the coolest fucking people on the planet. I'm sure. Honestly, I'm sure they are our people. You know. It, yeah, it, yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying we are cool by any no, means. God no. But you know. Jesus
0: Christ no. Uh, no. No. But I'm I'm going to learn how to uh, lightsaber duel. Um, what purpose does this serve? Uh,
1: absolutely zero. To be fair, you don't have kids. No. What else are you doing with your time?
0: I got have spend a little income out the asshole right now. That's right. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I have uh I know some people who have kids and they'll see me, you know, like post Legos and stuff and mm-hmm. do the whole uh Man, you just spend money on whatever you want, don't you? And I'm like, God damn right I do. <laughs> I I have made it to forty years old without mm-hmm. a child. Yeah. And that's I'm not gonna have one. Yeah. Uh so all my money is going to Disney. <laughs> And they can Actually, use the money. They can use the money. I take that back because this lightsaber is not dis. It's not made by Disney. It's made oh. by like a like an independent person who makes lightsabers, like custom lightsabers. Uh, so Warner Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The good ones. Yeah. <laughs> the good corporation. Uh, no, but it'll be here Thursday, and I'm so excited. It was like partially
1: my birthday treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to myself. So. Yeah, because your birthday's right around the corner. Happy early birthday! Thank you. And belated birthday by the time this episode comes out. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so you had told me that you get to like custom build the handle. Okay. So y- yes, okay. the one that
0: I bought though is pre-assembled. Mm-hmm. Um, I I wavered back and forth. the The issue is with the supply chain. <laughs> thanks, thanks, old Biden. Um, <laughs> The issue with the supply chain, apparently uh, all the ones that you can do the custom builds are like, it's like six month wait times. Mm. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do that. Yeah. So I did find a place that's highly reputable and they had a pre built one. Um, now you can go back and customize it, but it's got already got all the internals pre built, So mm. it comes as a package. So I can't upgrade it in the future, which is nice. Uh, but I'm just like. I, I don't have the patience to wait six months for something to come in,
1: mm-hmm. uh, so I just
0: click that Buy It Now button. <laughs> it's getting sent to
1: me. So does it let you change the color of the blade? Yes. It's also
0: got a soundboard in it. um, Oh hell yeah! with uh, With an actual like removable SD card, and we're getting real in the weeds here. Removable (laughs) SD card, and you can uh, basically program that that with uh, different sounds. So if I wanted to, I could be like, uh, I could have Fred Durst yeah, or you know, (laughs) uh, Are you ready? When it like comes out, you know, I could do all kinds of stupid things with, and I will.
1: So. What I'm getting from this is we need to record a special lightsaber episode, <laughs> upload it to this disc, and put that in your lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And that's the only It'll way. It's like a this.
0: soundboard, and we'll just tap it. We...
1: This is like Kanye's new album that came out on his own little like, <laughs> yeah. uh, song remixer or whatever. That little uh, like. Uh, Donda. Yeah. Yeah. Donda, was it was like Donda 2 or some shit. Donda 2. Yeah. yeah. It's like in a, a makeup compact or whatever. And that's the only way you can listen to it. The only way you can listen to a special episode of ndc is through this lightsaber
0: (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. you have to buy a lightsaber (laughs) for three hundred dollars yes no uh and that donda thing uh on one hand i'm like it's kind of a cool idea Mm -hmm. on the other hand i'm like kanye fucking sucks i used to love kanye Mm -hmm. i like the old kanye right Mm-hmm. Um, the new Kanye is, uh, in desperate need of mental facilities. Um, like, mm-hmm. so, like soon because Pete Davidson is going to die.
1: <laughs> you saw that video, right? No, I don't, I don't pay attention to anything. Oh. Kanye. no. Was there a video that, that Kanye made uh-huh. where he, it's like claymation and uh-huh. Pete gets beheaded or some shit. Uh huh. Yeah. I heard about, I heard about it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. But it's like, what do you? What are you doing, man? Like, why even... Pete why Davidson
0: said he thinks it's hilarious. And mm-hmm. I get it. Pete Davidson... I think Pete Davidson's a funny guy. A lot of people, like, talk shit about Pete Davidson. But you see some of his stand-up and some of his stuff that's, like, maybe outside of SNL. He's a pretty funny guy. He's so no, funny on SNL, he's very but... funny.
1: I've, I watched his Netflix special. And I think he's funny. And honestly, he's kind of homely looking. So good for him for snagging off the tail. You know? Dude. Yeah, like... He's I I've, I give I,
0: sickly white guys like me a chance.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like I have hope. You're not that white. <laughs> but uh also he's like, you know,
0: uh
1: I don't know. I feel like when I see Pete Davidson, I'm like, oh, he's one of one of us made it, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, he fucked Ariana Grande. Come on. Yeah.
0: And Kim Kardashian mm-hmm. and Kate Beckinsale.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. hmm Nice. If, if if you can do it, do it.
0: I mean yeah. that's like that's like David Spade level of like, <laughs> yeah, charm or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's I mean hats off to the guy. I, I got nothing
1: against him. If you're on if you're on SNL and David's <laughs> a part of your name, you might get some snails. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, what's been going on with you, man?
1: Uh, literally nothing. Uh, just uh, waiting anxiously to talk about corn's life is peachy because my god this is such a fun fucking album dude dude.
0: this is the best one we've done so far best album
1: we've covered so far i think so as well speaking of best one we've covered so far meaning that we've done other albums uh i texted you like last week i think like oh maybe we should start rating these and i think we like talked about it previously yes but we didn't have like a rating scale and we're we planned out the the podcast a little bit but uh, there's still some stuff we're kind of feeling, feeling out as we move forward. And uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll get the formatting down here the next, like, I don't know, 95 episodes or whatever. Yeah. So by episode 100, we'll have this, like, down pat and mm. then, like. well old machine. Yeah. And then we'll quit. But uh, <laughs> so I was thinking we could rate the albums, like, each album as we discuss them uh, on a zero to seven string guitar. Ibanez uh, string seven string. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh we could rate Which each is really album. really good. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> we could we could rate it uh, 0 to 7 strings and yeah. however you rate it is kind of like personally up to you. I'm just going off of like enjoyment factor for me, right? Right. Uh but yeah, whatever whatever you want to do. I'm not really going to like pit the albums against each other because it's like eh. they they're so wildly different from right. one another. But
0: you still have to have a scale in there where yeah. you're like There's a reason this album ranks above this one, Mm -hmm. but yeah, it's, it's, you don't want to compare them because they're, yeah, like you said, they're unique. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I did, I do, I do have my, uh, do have my ratings.
1: Okay. Well, let's start with the very first album. So uh, it was from episode two where we discussed the self-titled album from Korn. Korn. What would you rate this? (laughs) Zero to seven guitar strings.
0: I give this one a big fat five strings. It's a
1: five stringer. Okay, it's a five stringer. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very solid
0: album, mm-hmm. but I think it's very front loaded. I think the the last half of it just sort of gets mushy. Mm-hmm. Does not a lot stands out there. Yeah, um, it's a very inventive sound. It's a very unique sound. Uh, there's a couple songs on there that I just absolutely love, but then there's a bunch of songs on there that I'm just I could take or leave. Don't hate it, mm-hmm. but. Giving it a six seems too generous. Four seems too low. I think five is right there in the middle.
1: Mm-hmm. I am in agreement with you on this. I was thinking earlier today, I was like, is this like four strings? Because similar to you, uh, I think this song is a groundbreaking album, but not necessarily one I'm going to like go back and listen to in full all right. the time. And I was like, maybe this is a four because it's like right there in the middle of the road. But I'm like, man, it gave us Blind and that's just like such an incredible album opener you've got shoots and ladders on there uh even like clown because of recording that episode i've like rediscovered it especially with your enthusiasm over it i've it's in higher regard for me than before so yeah i feel like this is a five stringer for me yeah Mm -hmm. and then daddy of course would put it at the very top it's a one-string album. <laughs> Though the Jerry and Michael hidden track, oh, boy. Yeah, we're back up to five <laughs> yeah. strings. That's solid. That's
0: up and solid. down.
1: So um, uh, we're both five strings there. Five let's, stringers. Let's move on to uh, episode three where we discuss Sugar Ray's Lemonade and Brownies. Where do you stand on that one?
0: Lemonade and Brownies, I, I give it a four. And okay. I, I part of me feels like that's maybe too low. Mm-hmm. But I think it does fit because... It's very enjoyable, but also not a lot of depth in there. Um, I don't know. I really wavered on between four and five on this, mm-hmm. but I, I was looking at, you know, the corn self-titled and I'm like, well, I like that one more. So I I, I don't feel like I can give it a five because mm-hmm. I don't feel like I like it as much. I don't appreciate it as much as a corn self-titled. Yeah. How about you?
1: Uh, I, did you say Four. I said, four. is that right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm on a four as well. Oh, uh, boy. S- s- yeah. Similar to you. Um, there are some tracks on that album where I'm like, uh, they already kind of played this song on this album, yeah, you know, like yeah, exactly. 10 seconds down. I was like, eh, I feel like they've already kind of covered that. Yeah. That territory on this. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just essentially the same shit you said. Right. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. me too. It's kind of like when uh, you're passing a, a birthday card around the office. Yeah. I had a, a friend uh, at work at one point, and he uh, he would just put, uh, like, he would find somebody's um, paragraph that they wrote about the, the person, and then he would just, like write and his name on there so it was just like signing whatever the fuck they said. Shit, it was like totally amazing. different color ink handwriting all that shit. It was like, it was like and me as well also e210bm we
0: had it going away uh whenever i worked at uh, one of my old jobs we were a bunch of us were really close anytime somebody would leave we'd do like a little uh like have a picture of all of us and everybody would you know sign around the border and we'd get it framed and give it to him um i wrote, <laughs> so everybody wrote, wrote around the frame I flipped that bitch over and I wrote in big letters, I love you, Ross, (laughs) and put it in the frame. And so I'm like, one day he's going to be like, I don't need this fucking, maybe I can save the frame. And I'm hoping and praying that he pulls that out and just sees a big I love you on the back. That's fucking solid. I hope so.
1: Did you sign the front of it as well or just the back? I don't remember. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Either way, either way, it's been like two weeks. I forgot. Maybe <laughs> it's been. Uh, yeah, you're playing the long game on it, that one. Right. Yeah. Exactly. In- incredible. All right. So we're we're both evenly uh, uh, scoring these so far. Let's talk about uh, the one from the previous episode, episode four, where we discussed "Adrenaline" by Deftones, their debut album. Where do you rate this one?
0: Honestly, it might surprise you. I give it a five. Really? Okay. I actually listening to it again. Mm-hmm. Found myself getting more into the song to that album than I've really previously ever been into it. Okay, and I think that seven words and engine number nine Mm -hmm. are such fucking bangers Mm -hmm. that like just those two songs alone are so good, they elevate it to. I was close to giving it a four, but I'm Mm -hmm. like,
1: those two songs, like you could have an album with just those two songs on it, and I would give it a five. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this is where we differ. I gave this one a three. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is uh, one for each song that I like. This <laughs> so like you said, at seven words, engine number nine and bored eventually like grew on me over time. Yeah. But otherwise there's not like a whole lot of anything for me to latch on to uh, yeah. just for my personal taste. It's like, fa-
0: it's, it's a fair score. I yeah. don't, I don't disagree with it. Perfect. Good.
1: Yeah. I, I wouldn't know what to do if you did. I would just panic and uh, honestly just shit myself and blame it on someone else. <laughs> but, oh, someone shit my pants. This is not the first time it's happened. He does it all the this time. This week? Yeah. Um, do we uh, want
0: to rate this one yet, or do we want to rate, wait till the end to rate it?
1: Uh, I figure we can discuss it and then rate it, maybe at the end. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because uh, my, I feel like my score is fluid right now, and depending on... My semen is fluid. Sorry. <laughs> it's not chunky?
0: Uh, sometimes. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: It's weird when it does that. It's like, mm, I need to drink more water. It's weird. <laughs> um okay so tell you what why don't we just uh the best
0: tweets of all time sorry to interrupt one of the best tweets of all time you'll appreciate this nick weiger once tweeted i just came a pitiful amount of cum (laughs) (laughs) one of my favorite tweets ever
1: they should have just shut twitter down from that point (laughs) it's like it's just simply not getting better and it was all lowercase as well I, i take it yeah yeah does that? Yeah, sorry. <clears throat> uh, okay, so let's go ahead and jump into the main topic, which is the aforementioned "Life Is Peachy" by Corn. Their uh, what am I trying to say? I almost said debut album, the follow-up to their debut album. Fra- sophomore. sophomore, thank you. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I just am like so far removed from school, I have removed that anything associated with it from my vocabulary.
0: I know, and I don't have any like, I, I don't have any nieces or nephews. I don't have any children in like like between you and, and our and our friend adam mm-hmm. my friend scott i would consider you guys like kind of my closest cl- closest bud buds mm-hmm. there uh, that i talk to you on a regular basis none of you guys have children wait okay, adam, adam has knows. a kid <laughs> <laughs> Shit. he has a kid uh he doesn't talk about it a lot uh, yeah. her a lot um uh actually i talked to adam quite a bit but mm-hmm. he doesn't really talk about his kids a whole lot so if adam if you're listening i'm sorry <laughs> I knew you had a kid. I just, He's not listening. You, you don't uh, just talk about him more. Yeah, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, I classically that, that, hate children, so I think that's probably why. He that isn't. might be.
1: That might. Be. <laughs> He's reading the the writing on the wall yeah. for that one. He'll like briefly mention his his kid, and you're just like, "Oh God!" <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. But yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah. Yeah. That that whole children world. I don't. I'm so far removed from it. I don't know what's. Any, what anything is mm-hmm. Like Summer You know Like it's all the same to me Like people talk about It's so, Back to school I'm like I know that It meant so much to me As a kid Like back to school Was like such mm-hmm. an anxiety Inducing Like I was scared And like nervous yeah. And like Kind of excited You know all At mm-hmm. the same time And now, like, now it's I just gotta go to Fucking work tomorrow Like mm-hmm. who, who gives a shit But uh yeah, yeah
1: Every day is the same At this point right? Exactly Yeah, yeah. yeah um it, what's funny is like when we were building the house that we're recording from now the uh one of the selling points for the the guy who was like showing us the lot was like yeah and it's in a nice school district and my wife and i looked at each other was like this is this means nothing to us this is not a selling point i understand what you're saying but it's just it means <laughs> it means nothing <laughs> right. like i'm not i'm not trying to go back to school you know i'm not gonna pull a billy madison <laughs> but whatever the case um
0: you, we should just look for. I, I, I say we, my wife and I. We should just look for like houses in
1: bad school districts. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Be cheap. It's just like the dumbest children, you know. You can trick them <laughs> yeah. into doing your yard work for you and shit. Exactly. They're yeah.
0: poor they're poor, so they'll do stuff <laughs> for money for real cheap too.
1: Yeah. Um. Just throw some like pennies in the yard and be like, look, you mow the grass and you find a penny, it's yours. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah you can keep that um so we have the the same personnel from the previous album Jonathan Davis on lead vocals and of course bagpipes lest you never forget mm. always bagpipes always representing uh head and monkey are still on guitars who plays lead who plays uh rhythm lead i don't know <laughs> they have a, a weird guitar like it is a very weird uh, guitar
0: it's not a, it's not like set up yeah whatever. you don't have a you don't have a lead and a rhythm it's just no. they both play sludge but yeah. it sounds
1: good like I, I like it yeah it's like who plays the sludge on this part of the song and then who does that <laughs> ding, ding part of it you know um interchangeable to me but i'm sure they have it down to a science or whatever uh fieldy on bass and then david silvera on drums
0: the, the i'm gonna say it right now david yeah the star of this album
1: i'll give you that 100 mm-hmm, i think uh that snare really comes through holy shit snare shows up He's like, "Hey, are we in Rift City right now? I don't think so. We're in Drum Depot, baby." <laughs> um, but yes, I will agree with you. Uh, the drums on this album are really good. I like it quite a bit. Not a lot of insight on that. Uh, I listened
0: to some of the newest Corn album, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, you know, they've changed, and and they're it, whatever. They're coming from a different place now than they were during this album. But like, just the drums alone, you're like. It takes the energy down, like five notches Mm -hmm. compared to this album. Um, Incredible,
1: yeah. And I think that's something for corn going forward, especially. Like, I like this album quite a bit, and I like the next album, uh, Fall Off Cliffville. Which what? Follow the leader. Follow the the leader. Uh, I like both those albums quite a bit. But that said, uh, the the corn formula. Cornula started uh, wearing thin for me because I was like, "Oh, they kind of never like break this certain tempo, you know?" Right, and it's like, "Oh, it's never there." They, there's a, a a bit of their aesthetic that has some like hardcore punk to it, but not yeah. tempo wise. You know, no. it's more of like an attitude thing. Yeah, um, and I don't know. I I feel like, and let me know if you feel this way as well. But like, if I'm going to listen to corn, I feel like I. I'm listening to new metal like at half speed, like, and that's when people start getting hurt. You go half speed, that's when you start getting hurt. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel like because I already listen to Slipknot and Limp Biscuit, I right. never actually like seek out Corn to listen to. Yeah. Plus, they're like all of the Corn songs that I want to listen to for the most part are on the radio already. So at my day yeah. job, if I have the radio on, and it's on a rock station, I'm gonna hear like blind or you know some shit like that right yeah right. so i don't know like we, we can get into it as we yeah talk about the album and and whatnot um this album came out on october 15th of 96 uh again produced by ross robinson clocks in at 48 minutes 14 seconds and uh i feel like it kind of flies by like there it, there's no real like oh yeah uh, there might be a, a good way though like yeah it's just like one after the other like, mm-hmm. bangers um uh, as we like to do, we have to discuss the album cover <laughs> because this one, for whatever reason, is less. Uh, it's still a creepy child that's that's involved in there, right. right? But it's not as like, oh, it's an adult inflicting the creepiness on there, you know? Yeah, because
0: it looks like a kid standing behind, or at least like an older kid.
1: It, it looks like the the child looking in the mirror has like a darker, larger version of themselves behind them. Right. To me, yeah. So it's even though it's like weird. And it looks like uh the the outfit he has on is like a Puritans like outfit or whatever like he's missing the pilgrim's hat. Right. But otherwise he's like, Oh, it's time for Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. And then like the larger it's version of Thanksgiving dinner <laughs> with
0: mommy and daddy.
1: And then like uh young slender man shows up behind this kid and is just like being ominous behind them or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah. Um but otherwise like not not a Would you like to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not a not the worst album cover uh by by corn <laughs> no you know? not the worst corn album not, cover. not the creepiest one <laughs> yeah. it, it does have like an air of menace to it but not not as like uncomfortable to look at as some of the other ones. not as molesty know? yeah that's creepy a, that's what i was trying molesty. to say without yeah. uh, without saying those specific words i'll say it <laughs> but thank you um and then i also noted that this is the only corn album to date that doesn't feature the classic corn logo it's like a scratched Yep, like corn or whatever. It's the only
0: it? one. I I, mm-hmm. I I read that uh looking
1: reading up on this album. The only I, one that features that particular font. I wonder if like there's some there, this has to be true. Again, I don't know this to be true, but I feel it to be true and I'm going to say it and it's out there on the internet. Therefore it is true. But I feel like there's going to be some, like, corn fan that has this version of the logo tattooed on their body. And when somebody points out to them, oh, you couldn't get the actual logo. They're, like, pushing up their glasses by the the (laughs) nose piece. Like, "Uh, actually, uh, this is on Life is Peachy, which is uh, what a lot of people are saying is their best work. So maybe educate yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you have any personal history with this album? Do you remember when it came out?
1: Uh, I don't remember the specific date that this album came out or whatever. I just know, okay, we were talking on the first Corn episode, right? Uh, having some familiarity with some of those songs. Uh, I just knew about it from the radio and like hearing about like Blind and Shoots and Ladders after this album had already come right. out. And all right, let's just, let's just get into it. Let's just, let's just rip the bandaid off. Uh, we would listen to this album a lot uh, on these certain trips we would take. And yeah. audience, uh, I know you're hearing us talk about lightsabers. You're hearing us on a podcast talk about new metal. You're We're like, surrounded um, by comic books and ephemera, and it's like, oh, these guys have gotta be the coolest fucking people I know. They must have it, huge cocks. Yeah, uh, we do. yeah, definitely. Right? That's not, somebody told me it's like
0: tiny it's, balls, but we have big. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. It's like if you put a, a couple of M&Ms next to a bratwurst, you know? <laughs> yeah.
0: But When I come, it just looks like a dandelion flying away. <laughs> it's like my loads are just nothing. But
1: we are big dicks. Oh, yeah. Um, let me just lay this out for you. There used to be something at our school called the Technology Student Association. TSA for short. TSA for short. You know, we weren't like pat old ladies down as they're getting on airplanes. But this was a, No, no. This was not your daddy's TSA uh this was us taking field trips to other schools in rural oklahoma to compete in i guess technology competitions that was the goal we never did it we always (laughs) fucked off it was like a blow-off class Uh, what what was the actual class called do you remember it was like uh tech ed tech ed thank you this is where you would build your balsa wood cars uh in in like some of these um uh classes on like TV and schools that had money. You would build like birdhouses and shit. Yeah. We didn't have that kind of money. Yeah. We didn't do that.
0: We mostly destroyed school equipment. Yeah, mostly that was it.
1: And I feel like this is past the, uh, uh, what is that like deadline for, um, being convicted of a crime or whatever. It's like, uh, uh statute of limitations. Yes. It's past that. So yeah, yeah, we, we did it and we weren't even the worst people to do it.
0: Mr. Bradford, we were the ones that stuck socks in all your fancy exhaust systems.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, there, there was a w- w- they can remain nameless, but there was somebody who they like can went, remain nameless. R- they can remain nameless. Uh, they can remain nameless. Uh, there was a, there was a, uh, a a person in this class with us like later on, like years into it, mm-hmm. that he just went ham and he was just straight up destroy shit. Uh, yeah, he, this guy was Chad Dudley. If you're still alive <laughs> out there, <laughs> well, nameless no more, <laughs> unless you want to. <laughs> Um, but anyways, so we would take these school trips, and we would take this music with us and listen to it. Now I know what you're thinking. This was not on iPods or anything like that. That that technology was not in existence at that point. No. And this was not on personal like CD players or Walkmans, anything like that. That technology did exist, but we were super, like egregiously annoying about it. No, we would have somebody take, typically the aforementioned Jared Joseph. He would take a full-size stereo. Yeah, because his family had money. He, he had money. He was like, "Oh, I could build a birdhouse if you guys, if the school could afford it." But he a little bird mansion. <laughs> he would take this full-size stereo, <laughs> which was like these. Uh, the the middle piece was a an actual stereo, so it would have like a, a tunable like radio, but it also had like a multi-disc CD changer in it or yeah. whatever. Uh, it had a cassette deck on the front of it as well, so yeah. you could like dub your. Uh, you can make your own mixtapes or whatever, essentially, if you wanted. Uh, but the sides of this, sides of this, were a left and right speaker, and they usually had multiple speakers in it and all this shit. Mm-hmm. All that to say, it would get very loud, very, very quickly, loud. and we would turn this shit way the fuck up. <laughs> and for anyone who's heard this album before, it is very, very vulgar. <laughs> Very. There's a song on it that is spelled with a K and a bunch of special characters afterward. But <laughs> fans of the album know this song to be named Cunts. And that word comes up quite a bit in, I think, in that song. I I think it's, like, gibberish as well. But I yeah. think, like, it's just what sounds to be the word cunt is, is said multiple times in it, from what I understand or remember. Um So we would go on these field trips and listen to this album. And that's how I like it became to know corn. I was like, "Oh, this sounds like very Corn as a band has a very specific sound which we yeah. noted on the the previous Corn episode. But um, I was like, "Man, I like this a lot. And it sounds very like dark, but also like has a lot of energy to it. Um I was reading about this album and it said that uh, I think they recorded it over the, the course of like three weeks or whatever. Yeah, it was and,
0: a quick record. Yeah.
1: And band members have like since said, we like the album, but it does feel rushed. But I'm like, this is just simply what the album sounds like to me. And right. And I think it fucking rules. Like. It sounds incredible to me. It does. Yeah.
0: Sonically, like, it sounds even better. And it's funny because Ross Robertson produced it, and they mm-hmm. recorded it at Indigo Ranch, but I think sonically it sounds a lot better. It may just be, you know, they kind of refined their sound a little bit. I think mm-hmm. they got a little bit better at the dynamics, the, you know, not just mm-hmm. playing at full volume and, you know, uh, with the same tempo. They kind of, they would change it up a lot. Uh, but, yeah, it, it definitely has, um, it just sonically sounds incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, another funny thing about we'll, we'll touch on this just real quick, but the the whole TSA thing, uh, Technology <laughs> yeah. Student Association. Yeah. Okay, we're nerds. We're we're we we're, we're fucking geeks. One might say. Now, mm-hmm. when it came to TSA, mm-hmm.
1: we were the cool kids. <laughs> we were the cool. That's right. Maybe that's why I look back on it so fondly. <laughs> I know, it was the only time we had status. <laughs> yeah, because we were like <laughs> we were like there, but we were like so like. unencumbered with, like, the reality of, like, oh, we have to do something. We never, like, really got in trouble in trouble for, like, not having stuff completed by the time we got there. Never. And we were just, like, walking around doing whatever the fuck we want. This was, like, a a school that we've never been to, and we would often leave the event, like, (laughs) it would take place in a gym. We would leave it, just walk around the school, wander the halls. I think there's one time, maybe a couple, where that school's, like, Hall monitor or principal or whatever we would be like, hey, get to class. We're like, we don't fucking go to school here, dude. Yeah, we were we were
0: big dicking it mm-hmm. all over that place. Yeah. And you know, I think back to that, and I think um, had we grown up in a different school, I think we would have been different.
1: Oh, I'd still be in a locker. <laughs> I, I, yeah,
0: uh, because here is the thing: this type of music mm-hmm. was was cool in like you know cooler cities. Yeah. Um, where we're from, I have a, I have a story uh, about this album specifically. Um, so it came out what, uh, uh, 96, right? Yeah. October. So okay, mm-hmm. it would have been like 13. I, I may have, I might have gotten it right after that 13 mm-hmm. or 14 somewhere. somewhere there. There. I think yeah. maybe got it for my birthday. So it would have mm-hmm. been like just a few months after it released. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember there, there was one class that we had where the, the, the teacher was like, hey, it was one of the, it was like, a, I think it was a, a, a coach that was a teacher. So you know, it was a fuck off class. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, our school was piss poor. We could go into so many stories about mm-hmm. how, anyways. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> uh, so yeah, we had tons of coaches that taught, but I, I used taught very loosely. Yeah. Um, and they were like, you play whatever you want. Just put it on the stereo give a shit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I put this on. Um the first song Twist and oh you know just the scat mm. and the sludge comes out mm-hmm. and everybody thought that I was like a devil worshipper <laughs> Like, I got a Bible put in my locker. Not a joke. I got a Damn. Bible put in my
1: locker. they mm-hmm.
0: also wore a Spawn hockey jersey. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, so absolutely. Demonic, so I was you know. definitely
0: yeah. <clears throat> one of the cool ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, it, I, I, I genuinely think that, like, this type of music, there would have been a version of us had we been born in, like, SoCal. Yeah. Where our interests would have aligned more with people who were not um, – What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh, total nerd buckets. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we would have been maybe maybe not cool, jock, mm. popular kids, but we would have had like a large group of friends that would have been, you know. Uh,
1: more into it.
0: Yeah, more yeah. into it and more kind of socially um, uh, 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 accepted, I guess. Mm-hmm. As it stood, the fact that we're into this type of music, because uh, I remember like listening to this. I remember listening to like Tool a lot. I remember listening to like White Zombie on these trips specifically, Mm -hmm. uh, listening to these types of music, Um, and like MTV was cool. They were playing this kind of stuff, but Mm -hmm. the place that we grew up, that kind of shit was not okay.
1: Yeah, this is true. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. So, so I think that uh, we were in like a weird position where the stuff that we were into was was cool. It Mm -hmm. was just not cool where we were at. It was Mm -hmm. actively not cool. Yeah, and you'll remember that the older we get and the more new metal sort of becomes um uh like ubiquitous mm-hmm. uh, all the jocks start getting
1: into it yeah i remember that yeah
0: they start like wearing corn shirts and we're like this is fucking cultural appropriation. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is. is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. All re- these, all these white people are taking this corn yeah. away from us. You know, <laughs> This
0: is ours. God yeah. damn it. Um, so, so, so yeah, that's maybe just a little bit of background um, because mm-hmm. I, I, I really feel, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm maybe going a little bit more into depth on the social aspect of this is because this album right here was the one that for me kind of started it all. I know mm. that, you know we had the albums that preceded it but i didn't really listen to those yeah this album right here was where my my mind gate opened up and i was like this is what i'm into mm-hmm. this is my persona yeah this is who i am mm-hmm. i saw the reaction that it got from people which was Fear <laughs> <laughs> Yeah and I liked it mm-hmm. Um because it I felt like dangerous listening to this album. Like Okay, yeah, you get and, that. And, and and like my mom overheard it one time mm. and she was like, uh uh-uh, uh, no way, no way. And she took it and she hit it.
1: Yes, I remember this, yeah.
0: But like for two days because I found it immediately and mm. then just took it. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. I replaced it with like a Tchaikovsky CD or something that we had <laughs> like in, in, in the, in the living room and yeah. put it upside down. So if she opened it up, she would see like, you know, the CD CD's was still, still in there. there yeah. Uh, but I, I, I stole that shit back and whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Cause this was, this was like my life when this album came out, I was obsessed with this CD and listening to it, like instantly takes me back to that place of being, 13, 14 years old. And like when you're really looking for your identity and trying to figure out who you are, and then you find something that you're like, not only is this like, it felt underground. Of course it was a mm-hmm. huge album everywhere else, but in mm-hmm. the place that we grew up, this was like an underground indie, like subterranean album. Mm-hmm. Like no one listened to this. And yeah. so it was, it, it, this album had a huge impact on me and, and, especially, like, my, my my young life.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then there's something to be said for the, like, rawness of the recording, and it just feels... uh, For a, a young person, regardless of gender, I feel like there's something uh, about the... Um, uh, like angst. Yes, that's the exact word I was looking for, uh, that really, like, clicks with people yeah. of a certain mind, I guess, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I was very angsty. <laughs> yeah. I think we... <sighs> Anyone who grew, who has grown up in, like, a small town and you don't like that necessarily, yeah. you're going to have some angst built in just oh, for sure. from that general uh, feeling of not being able to, like, go anywhere or whatever. Yeah. Especially when you're a young person, it's not, not like you can move out on your own and, you know, get a job and or even get a car to, to right. move to the big city or whatever. You could
0: get a corn shirt and then wear it three days out of the week and be like, this is me. This is my persona, which I did. <laughs>
1: I had one too, but it was like, it had, uh, the, the five band members on the front as like cartoon characters and they didn't have noses. Oh, I, I, you remember? I can
0: draw it right now. I know.
1: <laughs> and it had monkey on there and he was like, he was the brown one. I was like, Oh, they have one too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like this, this is the Korn album that I think of when I think, well, I think of the band. Right. Yeah. So, uh, follow with the leader comes after this, but I was like. And I like that album, yeah. but I feel like this is the one that has the most hits for me. And I don't necessarily yeah. mean like radio singles or whatever. It's just like the most songs that I have nostalgia for, I guess. Yeah. It really like gives me that sweet, sweet dopamine drip oh, that I'm man. looking for, you know? It it really does. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredible.
0: Well, do you want to uh do you have anything else to uh to say or do you well I guess there's some Okay, I do have one thing, um so I was watching uh, some videos, uh, a lot of, like, home videos that they were recording when they were recording at Indigo Ranch, right? Okay, yeah. It's a real big party atmosphere. There was, like, a million people there. It's kind of weird. Like, mm-hmm. they were having, like, full-blown, like, parties and stuff. And then yeah. they would go inside. Like, this was, like, outside kind of hanging around, everybody drinking, you know. Like, I think they were playing, like, beer pong or something. And they're, like, walking around filming and being, you know, goofy. Mm-hmm. Um. But then they go inside the studio and they're recording. yeah. The camera's panning across the room while they're all while, while they're all playing, right? And and it, really, the only people who are in there, are like you know, a couple engineers in the in the, in the booth. Mm-hmm. You got the band members all in one sort of like room that's kind of sectioned, you know. So you've got like the vocal booth is like looking out towards, uh, you know, the guitarist, bassist, and then you got David like mm-hmm. with kind of a shield that's so he's not just like blasting out. Yeah. Um, and then there's one motherfucker.
1: Hmm. Intriguing.
0: And I'm starting to think. This man is like the specter of new metal. Okay. Because he's come up. Maybe not every episode, Mm -hmm. but close to. Okay. Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath is in this? Is just... Just hanging out? Is just leaning on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like if you're a comic fan, you know of the specter. Uh Uh-huh. Who just kind of like hovers. Mm Mm-hmm. And like he, people don't see him sometimes. Most, most of the
1: time. mostly shirtless, white. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Bleach blonde tips. <laughs> we get he's under a hood. We don't know. It could be. And I'm like, was that
0: Mark McGrath? Mm-hmm. I'm like, no. No. I'm watching later, later. Then they're all like kind of congregating in the in the mixing booth. Mm-hmm. Camera pans back across. Mark McGrath just like looks at the camera, does a little like what's up?
1: Oh wow. Wow. Is he the is he
0: the <laughs> Is he the angle or the devil? <laughs> <laughs> but I just thought that, I was like, wow. Is he just like the, he's like the Where's Waldo. Like any, any kind of new metal, like anything that you see, Mark McGrath is lurking.
1: I, I want to say that uh, Korn was touring with like Sugar Ray ahead of recording this album. could have been Deftones or a they combination
0: definitely did of- were, were with oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Wikipedia, uh, which can't tell a lie, uh, says they played some gigs with Deftones ahead of time. But um, again, as we've discussed on I think like in the Sugar Ray episode, we uh, mentioned that like all these bands. Well, like, I guess we've just discussed three fucking three bands so far. But like, <laughs> Corn Sugar Ray and Deftones, they were all in like the same circle of bands right. that would play together. And it, it kind of stands to reason that they would gravitate toward each other, especially since uh, you have the connection of the other McG, which is uh, McG, the director. Um, he's had a, a hand in all of these pies as well. Yeah. So uh, it, it stands to reason that he would be there. I don't know for what purpose, but. And he know. wasn't
0: in the booth. That's what got me. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was just the band members. <laughs> Mark McGrath <laughs> leaning against the wall like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like what is happening and just
1: like hanging out or whatever <laughs>
0: uh so i just thought that was really funny because i'm like man this guy just he just keeps popping up he's like a mm. uh, he, he's like the forest gump of new metal <laughs>
1: <laughs> i mean uh, yeah i could look mark you have a standing invitation to come on the show anytime we love yeah, you yeah absolutely uh we too just want to fly have you seen
0: the video where some guy yells uh, sugar gay at him? Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's unfortunate. Like I remember seeing that back in the day and he gets like super pissed. <laughs> he, and like back in the day I was like, oh man, he needs to relax. But then like after the fact I'm like Yeah, like no. what is that guy doing? Like yeah. why why you didn't like be yelling that at and someone? And also he
0: wasn't like he wasn't like trying to fight him. He was like, "What the fuck, man? Yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing? And yeah." I'm like, and I'm like, "No, that's justified. He's 100% justified in that." Not fuck only,
1: that guy. not only has he probably heard that so many fucking exactly. times, yeah. but also it's quite possible that he has some friends that are gay, and he's like, "Dude,
0: yeah, the fu- Why? Why yeah. are
1: you wasting your time with this?"
0: And the dude backs down immediately. Immediately. <laughs> he cowers. <laughs> I
1: I saw this video online where um it was at like some school that Buster Rhymes was at. <laughs> and he was like there he was there to like encourage the people it was like some uh uh, uh like music class or whatever and there were like people that were there like rhyming against Buster Rhymes it was not it was kind of like in between a cypher and then like a uh like a rap battle type of atmosphere or whatever right. but he was like in good spirits about it sure. but then at a certain point he drags this one kid over to the side and he talks him down and it's like a grandpa dressing down a child. Oh it's like so uncomfortable to watch. But also, it's like you could see that kid. He thought he was like fucking cool, but then he just like immediately melts into this like <laughs> four year old child. And it's just like it's uncomfortable to see. But sometimes I would
0: you, too. Buster Rhymes is, he's like a big dude.
1: Yeah. But you know, like this kid was like trying to like show off and be like, oh, take down this guy. It's like, it's Buster Rhymes, man. Like, yeah. if, if he's not going to defeat you lyrically, He will just snap your ass in half, eat you. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely.
0: Like fat. Oh man,
1: Um, he's like the kingpin. You know, it's all muscle. Yeah. Um, So, black kingpin. Thank (laughs) you. (laughs) Uh, Dunking, dunking. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Um. So, this album produced three singles. To my surprise, uh, which uh, first one was "No Place to Hide" and Adidas. Uh, was number two, followed up number three by Good God. I had no idea that was a single. Uh, I know. But it was like, good fucking choice, like all three of those. Definitely, yeah. Um, there's uh, music videos for all three of those. Uh, the, the last one is just like a live performance from what I understand. Yeah. Um, but despite the three singles from the album failing to chart on the Billboard Hot 100 in the United States, Life is Peachy would be certified gold by January of 97, so just like a few wow. months later, yeah. and eventually be certified double platinum by November of 99. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this this album caught on quick. And it, it didn't have like the slow build of some of the o- other albums we've discussed. This one was right. like, people were so hot on that first Korn album that when this one came out, it seems like people glommed onto it pretty quickly. Yeah. And they were like, yeah, we're on board. And then like the quality's there, you know? Yeah.
0: I saw an interview with Head, I think it was, and he was like... Uh like it it, it, he was looking at like old uh home home movies and they were like they had like some little piece of paper that was like stapled up on the wall like indigo and they're like yeah that's where our gold album's gonna be yeah and he was like yeah we were joking about that and it was like a month later we had a gold record Mm -hmm. and he's like holy shit we have a gold record that's funny was like and then like a year later we had a platinum record. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait. Like mm-hmm. We were joking. or it, it was it was pretty funny.
1: Well, on that that first uh, Korn album, I, I'm sorry I keep going back to this, but it is like building off of what you were saying. They went back and they were like talking about their debut album. And they were like, oh, like 100 people bought our album or yeah, whatever the fuck yeah. it was. Or like maybe 10,000 people or whatever. And that, that blew their minds. But to eventually get to that point where you're like selling golden platinum level records you know that's got to be the best feeling yeah that's like here in the u.s platinum level means that you've sold two million albums and then like whatever you sell internationally on top of that you know it's just gonna more there and were more probably people. two
0: million albums sold of all the musicians worldwide last year. <laughs> That's how yeah, far yeah. away. They...
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> thanks. Thanks
0: to people streaming. Buying CDs.
1: Um, let's talk about the uh, the sound of the album, uh, which sounds very similar to the previous one because same producer, same members of the band are showing up, same place they recorded the first time. Uh, but to me, and I, I think thanks to touring, the yeah. the band sounds like way tighter on this. Yeah. And and the yeah.
0: rhythm the the rhythms in this were the were the standout the the interplay between the drums and the bass because mm-hmm. um, Fieldy mm-hmm. I, I'm a bass player so I, I can so I can say this it's okay if he says it yeah I can mm-hmm. say this yeah. you can't say this. you're not a bass player mm-hmm. uh, but uh, Fieldy is not the the best bass player okay but he has a very very unique playing style mm-hmm. and i think on the first album he was mostly just like click you know like like not a whole lot of like unique rhythm you know or it would just be like kind of a steady like duh, duh, you know yeah but on this album i feel like him and david are using both other instruments to really make something that sounds wholly mm-hmm. unique
1: there are parts of this album where both guitars cut out and it's just like drums and the bass guitar yeah. and it sounds good and it's not just like the clicky clacky bass it's like right you, you can hear like distinguished notes being played
0: okay and i have a theory about this I've, I've i've searched long and hard to try to find some kind of confirmation but i'm i would be willing to put money on the fact that the bass was overdubbed hmm. um meaning that so fieldy would play his clicky clacks Mm -hmm. first and then they would come in with either a real bass player Mm -hmm. or um they would just give him an actual bass that was um that wasn't uh, down tuned to like the strings weren't so loose or whatever the fuck down tuned to z or whatever he was tuned yeah Mm -hmm. because that's how you get the clicky clacks is when your strings are super loose and your neck is at a certain angle your your guitar neck is at a certain angle so you can really slap it Mm -hmm. well he, he's doing the slaps, not the pops. So mm. when you hear like slap bass, which um, uh, like flea is a good example where it's like, bom, bom, bat, bom, bom, bat, bat. you, mm. you had that bop, that up pop. So you slam the low, the, the two lower uh, strings with your thumb. That's the pop, pop. And then the two higher strings you pick up with your finger. So it's mm. like a pop, pop. Yeah. Um. So it kind of creates like a uh, like a harmonic melody kind of kind of thing in there. Mm. Um. Uh. But 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 Fieldy just (laughs) (laughs) he never pops it up. Yeah. Um. But but you can hear a, a clear bass tone in this mm-hmm. where I don't think you could hear it in the first album. So right. I'm almost positive either they had Fieldy record his normal clicky clacks and then either somebody else came in or Fieldy just went back through and played bass normally so that you actually get that lower tone in addition to the clacks. And I think that makes a huge difference. And I think that's why part of why this album sounds a lot better is because you have a definitive lower end that is like purposefully put in there mm. that's just my just a theory yeah but i'd be willing to put money
1: on it a base theory can i say that can i say yeah, a, a b theory uh, uh edit that out i don't know movie. <laughs> what <laughs> what's the deal with these bees
2: um Durst? <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: so yeah they they sound tighter they also sound like yeah. they're having like more fun this go round. yeah the, like not every song is dark they <laughs> they do perform a couple of covers uh, and mm-hmm. it yeah, is...
0: two covers, actually. Yeah, that's
1: yeah, right. Yeah, it's crazy. And uh, one Ice Cube won by the band War, because, sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, they had mentioned that a lot of the people that would come out to see their shows, they were, like, that type of crowd that would be into it, and since they're, like, based out of Los Angeles, I'm like, oh, like, Mexicans. Like, they just didn't, like, say it or whatever, yeah. because that's, like, a big staple for that, but also that song, like, the actual song by War fucking rules, like, Lowrider, oh, such a yeah. fun oh. fucking song. This is Great actually... Song. This version of the song is the first time I ever heard <laughs> yeah, Lowrider. And, and then like later when I heard the actual one, I was like, why is it sound they don't even have bagpipes? <laughs> I was like, oh wait, wait, yeah. I, I Same did. thing with
0: Wicked. To... I heard yeah, this before yeah. I ever heard the Ice Cube. And when I heard the Ice Cube, and I was like, I know this
1: song. <laughs> so I had to look up Wicked today and I was From like so float Caucasian yeah of course it's like wow a weird lyric for, not for O'Shea Jackson to throw in there but okay but um <laughs> I I looked it up and this was like the first single off his third album or whatever and I was like I man this is wild like I I don't hear the song well out in the wild too often and I have I do this thing like once every two three years where I'm like oh I need to go and listen to the original song by ice cube right. and I'll listen to it. And I'll be like, Oh yeah, I've listened to this before. It's kind of just, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. not, not quite to my taste, but like, the, it doesn't the, have
0: the energy that, that corn and Chino bring to it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And the, the chorus is way different because the chorus oh, and yeah. the corn version of it is like Jonathan Davis, like scatting and occasionally yeah. saying wicked or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's cool. And like the thing about the, the covers is this is the first time we've actually had this come up in new metal on the timeline so far. And this is something yeah. that gets like cemented into popular culture for a while because the later bands like the aforementioned Limp Bizkit, uh, Orgy, uh, their first single yeah, was a yeah. cover. This was how uh, like Dope, I believe, had a they did a cover of that uh, Right Round. Uh, yeah, spinning yeah. around Like a record. Uh, uh, even,
0: even Kid Rock was sampling a lot of. I mean he wasn't doing like straight up covers, but I yeah. mean it, he was doing uh you know, Ba with the Ba, you know, mm-hmm. uh was was an old uh, what is that? Is it it's not run DMC.
1: Oh no, I don't know. Uh
0: it, it's from an old it's from an older hip hop, yeah, 80s hip hop mm-hmm. song. But yeah, yeah. Sampling and um Was
1: that from Rapper's Delight? Maybe it, it was. I think that's in Rapper's Delight.
0: Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, and so so yeah, you start to see the sampling get brought in, I think, mm-hmm. on this one. Not not sampling proper mm-hmm. capital s sampling but like yes like you said like uh like covers and bringing in other kind of musical
1: styles this mm-hmm. yeah
0: this would be the first one that that does that
1: yeah and it, they're not like low rider is a fairly popular song but not necessarily like anything that was like the time had passed on that one, right? Right. Like that song had run its course, but Corn brought it back, and it's not even yeah. a full cover. It's like right. a snippet of the song, yeah. <laughs> but it's fucking fun, dude. I I love listening to it. That's it brings great. a smile to my face. Wicked is. Probably the song I listen to most of this album because it's on, like, my running playlist. It's on my metal playlist, and it just comes up in shuffle from time to time. But it's such a good version of that. Chino Marino sounds like he's actually having fun doing that, which is, like, a rarity. I
0: wish he did that more often. Yeah. That type of, like, rapping Mm -hmm. kind of thing that he does
1: because he's so good at it. He's so fucking good at it. Yeah. And it's just – like, Jonathan Davis, he has, like – I I like when he – does things like this where he collaborates with another vocalist because he's like willing to step aside. I know a a lot of like singers just try to like, Oh, I'm going to be on like all of this, but you get like one four bar verse or some shit. But he's like, he's letting Chino take over. And then he comes in on the chorus says wicked a couple of times scats. And then, you know, that's it, you know? Yeah. He, I think he, he chimes in on some of the, um, uh, uh, like he he echoes some of the the words that uh, yeah. in the verses, but not anything significant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh. But yeah, I I like that quite a bit. And uh, from what I understand, the band was listening to a lot of hip hop at the time. Yeah. Which I can hear in oh. the like the drums and the the timing. Yeah. Um. And uh, I I think they were wearing especially because of the song Adidas. They had started wearing like Adidas track suits, and that was like part of their image that came into it. Yeah. Which. Um,
0: I feel like the first picture I ever saw of Jonathan Davis Was him head to toe in an Adidas track mm-hmm,
1: Yeah it was like a green one Green or Is blue that, yeah okay. one of the two um, But like I I associate now uh, Not at the time but now I associate Adidas with like Run DMC You know like having yeah, those the, right. the, the, They were just like all or covered Russians. in it Or Russians yeah yeah, bro. Um, oh by the way yeah,
0: Go Russia Yeah <laughs> <laughs> fuck Russia seriously <laughs>
1: who, who knows what's going to happen between now God, and like when this, this episode might even come out, out. <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly uh, President Putin might have uh, taken be it up right against from, the wall for making fun of Russia <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah just edit all this up uh, but um, I don't remember what was saying oh uh, yeah yeah Zelensky uh, kind of hot yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they did. It's all that stuff. Whatever. Um, so, do you want to just start listening to yeah. the album? Yeah, we're we we're right? an
0: hour into rambling. Fuck yeah! Now album.
1: now is the time. I've Got forty eight minutes on the clock. So unlike we're, the, are
0: <laughs> go you going to reference the Deftones Lost episode?
1: Oh no, not that necessarily. But I was going to say like unlike that Deftones album that we talked about on the previous episode, uh, I do have notes for almost every yeah track on this album so um some more than others but uh yeah, yeah we can just kind of go through it as uh, as you would like to so do you okay. want to start things off with the opening of the album with the song a little song by the name yeah. of twist so i want you all to just just, just real, real preface this real
0: quick i want you all to put yourself in the position of you're sitting in middle school okay you probably listen to, to mostly country music and christian music and then some greasy haired uh uh <laughs> skeleton rail thin <laughs> creep walks up to the front and says I have an album that I would like to play and then he puts this on mm-hmm. in front of a school full of uh, Midwestern children
2: hey mm-hmm.
1: sing it if you know it you know so go ahead yeah
0: yeah, yeah. so that, th- this is the one that I put on in front of the the my entire classroom and everyone immediately immediately uh, labeled me as some sort of devil-worshipping uh, uh, psychopath
1: Well, you deserved it yes. <laughs> uh, You listen to this I saw online that uh, uh, some, someone somewhere, a reviewer Had uh, mentioned this song sounds like a the twisted <laughs> it, <laughs> Autocorrect, fucked me over here uh, The twisted rantings of a madman My phone corrected it to rankings Twisted rankings of a <laughs> madman That's what we'll do later when we rate this album um, but it's like a very unique album opener because it's just like Oh yeah. it's it literally starts with only vocals and it's just him scatting angrily. Yes. which is insane. I love it. <laughs> it sounds great. Like it's it's one of the best ways Korn could open an album. Like I love Blind. I was going to
0: say Blind is a killer opening too.
1: Yeah, so maybe they're good at that at yeah. this point. At this point, like once you get to follow the leader that presents a whole new host of problems because the first 12 (laughs) tracks are like just like five seconds of silence. Just (laughs) we'll get into that whenever we discuss that album, but it's wild. But so far, so good. Korn is two for two on album openers, I would say. Absolutely. So I I looked the song up on Genius, the uh, the website where you can go to like check out lyrics and yeah. music shit, and uh, this is the only time I've ever come across Genius chastising their users. Uh, there's <laughs> <laughs> let me let me find the uh, the image of it here because I, I I had to take a picture of it. There's a note on Genius under the lyrics of this song, which are not really l- lyrics per se, but it says note. Please stop submitting lyric changes for the verses of the song. (laughs) Read what Jonathan Davis himself says. The (laughs) lyrics are below. And it's just him talking about like, oh, yeah, we just like got in the booth and just started making noises or whatever, which seems obvious to me. But I don't know. Maybe maybe (laughs) because Korn, they don't print lyrics in any of their their albums. People are just like hearing what they want to sometimes. Jonathan
0: Davis said they do that on purpose. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Which is. uh. Surprising to me because I, yeah, I guess I don't really think about like lyrics anymore because we have websites like Genius and and other ones before that. Um, where I was like, oh, I wonder what these lyrics are. I can just simply like find them now or their best guess for the most part, you know. Um, but yeah, like this doesn't, I never thought this was lyrics at all. Like I've never associated with like when we were in school and listening to this, I was just like, oh, he's just like making weird noises with his throat. Like yeah, you know. and it was okay. Yeah, it's was
0: fine. Cause I'd never heard anything like this
1: before. <laughs> no, a- a- absolutely. No since yeah, and and then like so it starts out with the vocals, like and then like a second and a half in the band kicks in with him. Oh, yeah, and it just goes so hard. And there's an acapella version of this song yeah. uh, at the end. That's a, a hidden track after Kill You. And it's like you can hear some like bleed through from his headphones. You can like yeah. hear the band or whatever, which is kind of fun. Just like knowing that whole like production thing. But at the beginning of that acapella, they have like a little snippet of uh, Ross Robinson, like starting the the recording and they're like talking back and forth. And he tells Jonathan Davis to use the force which takes us back to the beginning of this episode. We've come full circle. This has been Nudist Colony, episode five. Good night.
0: I'm Brent. I'm Ross.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye. Um, But yeah. Wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Star Wars baked right into this fucking thing. Wow. So going back to what we said earlier, um, we're fucking cool. Yeah, we're fun. Cool. Not only do we listen to new metal, we have a podcast about it, and guess what? We've taken notes for <laughs> most of these songs. Of I devote a lot of time to yeah. this podcast. How many? How many times do you think you listen to this album leading up to this? I know we had a little bit longer of a lead oh. time than than the well. No, I guess it's been. It's been a couple of weeks.
0: This and three dollar bill, y'all were the two things that kind of started to gestate the idea for the podcast. So mm-hmm. I was listening okay. to this, like I think 2020 was the first time that I brought it up mm-hmm. um, to you and had been listening to this one. And like I said, $3 bill y'all and was just like, just needed like a nostalgia trip. Cause it was sure. something was happening in 2020 i don't remember what it was something was weird something off and i needed some kind of escapism that was that (laughs) was
1: when the uh, the west and east coast were were like trending and then it took a while for it to find its way here i don't remember the exact incident (laughs) but something happened mm -hmm. we we forget i think slipknot was involved as well because there was like a lot of talk about masks i was like guys this this gimmick yeah how many people are in this band millions now kissed it at first <laughs> come on and deftones open for them. yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. all right we uh are we going to the next one yeah if you don't have any other notes on that like nope. it, there's not a whole lot of notes you can have for <laughs> this not. one right it's just like the this song simply is what it is you've heard it it is a vibe it is, absolutely. Although
0: I will say, uh, when you brought up the uh, the uh, vocal track, the uh, acapella, acapella one, one, I was listening to that today and I was like, man, I really want to take some just like super chill vapor wave and like <laughs> put it into
1: that. Oh, there has to be like a dubstep remix of, <laughs> I know. of this. Like there's any type of remix. I love when... Uh, I want to
0: find like a Hall and Oates
1: song. Oh, oh my God, God, yeah. Like Rich Girl mixed with Twist. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Um, Okay, well, let's move on to track two. And uh, I knew this song was called Chi. I did not know why until I did some research on it. If you want, you can go ahead and and kick it off. So, much to my surprise, this song is named after Chi Ching. Is it from really? the Deftones, yeah. I wondered that. So I guess when they were touring with or playing shows with uh, Deftones, um, they were hanging out. They were all hanging out together, of course. And then um, I guess Chi, <laughs> from what I found, it says Chi uh, liked reggae and had convinced himself this is a reggae song. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't. I don't think that's literally true. I think maybe there's some like vibes to it that might he might have picked up on it was like right. reggae adjacent. I've listened back to the song since reading that. I, I don't hear it, but that's me. I'm not well-versed in reggae. I do like the movie Cool Runnings, but that's about as far as I go with any of that, you know? She
0: was something of a troll.
1: He was... But they named the song after him for that reason. I was like,
0: oh I kinda wondered, but that's 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 cool to know. I didn't it, know
1: that. it's like heartwarming, especially yeah. after she's passing and sure. you know, knowing that we're all close and everything. Um, lyrically the song is about alcohol and drug abuse and one of my favorite parts of the song is coming up here shortly. It has this like lo fi bridge to the song where it's just like uh, it, it it sounds like um is it this song? It may, I think it's like around the, the two-minute mark. Okay, uh, we're are, coming, up, are, are we on coming up on that. Uh, it has this like lo-fi. It sounds like there's like a, a hiss to it, like as if you were uh, oh. a hiss off of a vinyl record. And then right. it's just like the drums, but it's like just like a kind of a light snare, but yeah. it's a very like poppy snare as well. Yeah. And um, it just sounds cool. It's like them being out there in touring and playing songs live has, yes, this right here. It's allowed the band to like, c- kind of instinctively build these songs to where like, okay, we're we're gonna build in these like slower moments, these quieter moments, so we can like relax. Is
0: this the reggae?
1: Oh, could be.
0: Buffalo <laughs>
1: <laughs> Interesting. Okay, maybe that's where he was yeah. picking up on. It. I
2: miss.
1: Reggae. Bye.
0: This right here, the drum and the bass together.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm telling you, the the Ross Robinson, like his ability to capture capture a vocal performance is just like incredible. Oh, yeah, unparalleled. Yeah. Fucking great. This song, that that song is a I I fucking love that song. Mm -hmm.
0: That that ending. This is where they're. This is a a perfect example of where they're getting better. Um, they're learning the dynamics a lot better. Mm -hmm. They're getting better at uh bringing it down and then building it back up.
1: Oh yeah, especially off of uh uh well uh that that one song from uh the first album Phage it, where it has like multiple builds up. (laughs) Builds up, builds up, build, has multiple buildups in it. God damn it! Uh, <laughs>
0: multiple district's attorney. Yeah.
1: <laughs> multiple captains crunch. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Just more of what that was. I've, I've deflated my own balloon here. Deflate gate continues. <laughs> um, do you have any other notes on on Chi? Uh, no. Okay. Let's move on to the next uh, track, uh, which is called Lost. Uh, honestly, uh, my attention got lost during the song because to me, this sounds like just a generic corn song, which is fine. You know, like every album has some fillers in there, but like this early in the album seems, um, a little unusual to me where there's so many other like good songs, like the, the first two singles from this album, uh, come late in it. So like no place to hide was the first single. And that's track nine, and then Adidas. Adidas is track eleven.
0: Yeah, that's and pretty.
1: Uh, let's see. The last single, Good God, was number six. So it takes you like six tracks into this album before you get to a single from. This it, you know?
0: definitely feels like a later, a, a, a later album track to me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it doesn't feel like it belongs this high, this forward into the album.
1: Yeah, and like the the tempo of it, it sounds like just a standard tempo yeah. and. There's, there's nothing that really, like, stands out right. about this song. And, like, the song itself is, like, okay. But when you're surrounded by, like, on either side by so many bangers, it's yeah. just like, eh. Again, it deflates it. I'm going to go back to a deflate. I'm going to use that term on them instead of me. Do you have any notes on
0: Lost? Uh, No. Okay. just that, you know, it's solid song. It's fine. Mm-hmm. But it uh, doesn't really, you know doesn't bring the heat.
1: I I think the most surprising thing about that song is that, like, they based a whole television series on it, which is, like, (laughs) fucking insane. Like, J.J. Abrams, huge Korn fan. (laughs) I wonder if he is, because he likes the Beastie Boys. I don't think it's, like, a huge stretch to say, like, if you like the Beastie Boys, you you could like Korn. But I I could also
0: see him being in that that Gen X where he's, like... looking at this new metal stuff is like oh this is just like mm-hmm. kid stuff that they're like getting into you know Yeah. sort of like when like the emo screamo thing came around mm-hmm. for me i was like i don't know this fucking sucks hey, <laughs>
1: even <laughs> though it's like honestly not that far off from right, like exactly. the we like yeah
0: not that far off but i'm like
1: yeah I'm I'm it's like it. <laughs> he, he listens to corn he's like um we already have sabotage yeah exactly There's a yeah. whole album of sabotage even yeah, though they're so good. much
0: closer than anyone
1: would, I what it was carry to admit. Yeah. Uh, yes. let's move on to track four, which is swallow and oh, this riff. Oh, yes. Uh this that like main riff reminds me so much of something that West Borland would write later on. Yeah. You know? It just has this like weird like has this groove to it. It has like a yeah. And it just like I don't know if it's, it's like, like a effects. sweep
0: to it, like Th- that, and there's like,
1: there, there's like a, there's like, yeah, the bass, yeah. The one Love part
0: it. where where Fieldy's actually <laughs> playing more than two notes.
1: <laughs> but like that, that guitar riff, it has like a, a dryness to it as well. I don't know. It just, it just sounds like, uh, it's a tangy, it's a tangy riff. Yeah. They went to Riff City.
0: Okay. Listen to the bass here. Right. Okay, see, I'm, I'm hearing so much more low end than normally comes from him. At least from the first album. Mm-hmm. This is what this is a good example of where I think they overdubbed the bass. Okay, here, here
2: we go.
1: Because it's both clicky and also notes are being played. Yeah, because there's a
0: clear note coming through, and you, you usually don't get that if you're just clicking.
1: Yeah. Shit,
0: yeah.
1: See. Weird. That, I don't know. I I, I I wondered about that as well, but I was like, oh, maybe this is just something that bass players know, you know? I yeah,
0: know. no, I, I I really do think there was there was some which almost every instrument is double dubbed. If, if you do any recording, if you play guitar, you're usually playing
1: the same N- guitar. Not on that Tones album, it wasn't.
0: Well, no. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> there are exceptions. <laughs> even vocals. Um, even when people do vocals, mm-hmm. people would be shocked to know that when a person goes into a vocal booth and does vocals, they'll record five or six, and just and just over layer them. Uh, and it, it may just sound like one voice coming out, but you get this this dynamic deep range whenever you record multiple parts, even though it's the exact same note and you're playing it the exact same way. Mm-hmm. Um, just the tiny imperceptible little. Uh, variations give it this bigger wall of sound, which is like the going back to like Brian Eno, the wall of sound people may have heard. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to that, you would just have okay, the guitarist gets up there, plays his one guitar part, that's it. Bass player mm-hmm. plays his one part, that's it. Drum player. Brian Eno brought in that big, full sound where you would do multiple dubs over on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not uncommon for someone to to do that. It's very, I mean, it's standard practically. So, Sounds
1: great on the recording. And then you go see them live and you're like, oh, this sucks. Yeah,
0: it, it, it'll sound a little bit hollow. And a lot of bands, especially um, I used to work for a music venue mm-hmm. um, that would have bands come through and they would almost guarantee they're playing a backing track in addition to what they're playing live. Yeah. Um, just because if you miss a note somewhere or you're off a little bit, you've got this back, this backing note. That's like kind of the, 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 the root of it mm-hmm. that the audience isn't going to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, but especially when you, you're like, you get to see them setting up and practicing, they're playing the backing track and then they're playing along with it. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, but, but again, you know, it's, I guess it provides maybe a better, um, uh better audio performance but yeah. you know it's it's kind of you can call it kind of cheating mm-hmm. most singers you know will have like backing vocals playing yeah um uh, while they're singing their own thing just to again cover up little impercept little 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 mistakes and stuff like that do you
1: remember back in it was like 0607 that SNL performance by Ashley Simpson oh who could forget and she like her vocal track kicked in because she was going to lip sync which is something that a lot of people fucking do. Yeah. Anytime you watch the Super Bowl performance, all of that is lip oh yeah. lip sunk because of like echoing and all that stuff. And they just yeah. also, honestly they don't want people being like, "fucking fuck sports or whatever." <laughs> Some, yeah. you, you know it's on major broadcast television. Right. But like that was like a, a weird uh event that the Ashley Simpson thing where people were like, "Oh my gosh, you use this backing drugs. Like, yeah, fucking everybody does. I killed her idiot.
0: career immediately
1: yeah but like since then people are like oh yeah this happens all all the time right if, if you see like any like pop performance by anyone especially if yeah. it's like uh, a multi-singer group or whatever i i just automatically assume they're not singing they're like just mouthing the words or whatever right. i feel like stuff like that is so choreographed choreographed to like the nth degree oh. that it's like there's no room for like yeah improvisation or whatever you know right Which, Yeah, kind of sucks. Like it's a, it's a show they're putting on. It's more like a play at that point than like an actual, like live performance.
0: It's you're dead on. Mm -hmm. Um, again, I, I worked in a, we were like a, we were like a stadium venue. So it wasn't Mm -hmm. like, just like some like, um, you know, like local club or whatever. It was like a full blown stadium where we would have 20,000 people Mm -hmm. in there. Um, we would have bands and performers who would rent out our building for weeks mm-hmm. to choreograph um, uh, rig do all the lighting mm-hmm. everything they would work 12 13 14 hours a day for 2 weeks every single day to get this show down to like a, a brutal science wow <laughs> like it was it was insane to see uh, like you two did it we got to see you two do it uh, Cher did it uh, There's a couple of other bands um, You but love Cher I love Cher I love her nose I love her teeth <laughs> uh, But no like uh, So you would see them going like into these rehearsals And of course it was always the backing track playing mm-hmm. Always 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 a backing track playing Some bands will use it more than others um, some bands will, you know, because you want some of it to feel improved, so they're not just entirely lip syncing, but mm-hmm. they will be way, way back in the back. Um, and you know, they may, uh, then they can be like walk across the stage, come on, you know, like, <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> and, and that's so it about sounds it. like more authentic and, yeah. you know, like impromptu than it really is, even though you've seen them do that, come on, you know, 20 times that day while they're yeah. rehearsing. Um, yeah. And so it, it really opened my eyes a lot to see kind of how how that machine works uh, on, mm-hmm. on that level. Now, if you go see somebody at like a local club, obviously that's probably not happening. Right. Um, but if you see them in a giant like stadium venue mm-hmm. um, or like a convention center or something and they're, uh, you know, more than 5,000 people there, it's going to be like a fully rehearsed thing. Yeah. One of the funniest things, real quick, one of the funniest things mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my entire life was when... Um, uh, uh, Axel Rose well, Guns N' Roses Oh yeah yeah um, was, was was coming into play So th- what usually happens Is the band will get there Really early in the morning Like mm-hmm. usually five or six In the morning right. They'll do the load in um, Everybody's got to be there mm-hmm. So so if they need anything at all We're boom 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 Setting everything up Yeah um, And then they're doing Sound checks and everything while While they're doing it Well mm-hmm. Uh, usually the, 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 performers are not the ones doing the sound check. Usually it's some, someone else will go up there and, you know, you have your drum techs and your guitar techs, uh, not the, not the members of the band, but they're, right. they're the ones that make sure that everything sounds good. Mm-hmm. Gets all the tuning, right. Gets, you know, make sure that, uh, it's all working. Um, the vocal tech, the longest vocal tech tuning I've ever heard. And so I'm talking like, check, check one, check one, two, <laughs> check, check one, two. I am not exaggerating. Yeah. It went on for two hours. Holy shit. Why? I don't know. We were walking around the building, like, you know, doing stuff, setting up stuff for the show. And it's just check, check, check one, check, check, check one, two, check. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay is Axel Rose like the most incredible singer in the world? And he just has, he just demands like absolute vocal perfection. Like what is mm. happening here? Yeah. And then they came out and played and it was the worst goddamn vocal performance <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> really? They spent two hours fine tuning this thing with a, home like they were they were had people like up in the stands with with Mm -hmm. like uh with like uh like sonic detectors to like measure like volumes and like balance everything out just perfectly yeah and then he came out and it's just like (laughs) (laughs) like i mean like mind-boggling yeah anyways um we'll we'll, we'll move on from
1: was this in uh like pre-pandemic like when dave Grohl came out and played with them was this like twenty, like early 2020, like late 2019, something like that? No, I was gone by that I was when, Oh, okay, okay. Made yeah. a different different thing. Wow, that's funny though. Yeah. <laughs> because like since then, he's like somehow like kind of gotten his shit together from what I understand. Like Axel Rose has? He, Yeah. Oh. He, like he, he's been like before that, he was um, like constantly late uh, if he showed up at all or whatever. But then like there was a certain point to where like <laughs> there was like some shit on- him in the media. I know we're talking about corn, but we're not. Uh, where he was like he's like fat. It was like fat Axel Rose or whatever. <laughs> that was like a meme and all this shit. And so he, I think that kind of like lit a, a a fire in his belly or whatever. And he was like, not okay. only did he like start getting better about showing up on time and being more reliable, uh, performing with Guns N' Roses live. There was a point where um, uh, what's his nuts from ACDC. He had like a hearing issue and he couldn't perform with them uh something johnson whatever it is um Boris Johnson Boris Johnson he uh he had to step away so they got Axel Rose to tour with ACDC, dc and he was the lead singer for that entire tour Oh wow. And, yeah and I think there's even a point where Axel Rose like got injured but he still showed up he just had a cast on and I think he like sat in a throne or some shit. So he's huh. like really like since then to my knowledge has gotten his shit together and is like okay. more more reliable so well, yeah. So I I I think, from what I understand, it's like he's better at performing okay, now than, than maybe he was. Because like Slash
0: was yeah. fucking incredible. Oh yeah,
1: Slash mm-hmm. was uh,
0: like ungodly and, and just just uh, he's a. I think he gets overlooked as a, as a great guitar player, but mm-hmm. he is really a great guitar player. Yeah. Um. But yeah, <laughs> that's good. I'm I'm glad I'm glad Axel's uh, mm-hmm. doing doing his fucking job
1: yeah he got memed into doing it better you know <laughs> yeah. he got shamed by the internet. bullying works hey. <laughs> um All right, yeah to go to the next one uh let's see uh my last note on on swallow track four here is that uh i guess it's about drug and his paranoia if you can imagine that uh something from jonathan davis can you believe it
0: no, what do you mean <laughs> yeah
1: I don't know uh, I didn't bother reading the their lyrics on genius I just like have almost zero interest in in yeah, lyrics you know I, I just I'm, the same I, way. I'm more of a vibe dude dude I
0: grew up I mean we I, we grew up on like kind of grunge mm-hmm. Um My mom was super into grunge, so we listened to a lot of like Nirvana and Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, those lyrics are absolutely nonsense bullshit. So, like, lyrics never... The lyrics
1: of Eddie Vedder are
0: nonsense? Well, I I was meaning more um, uh, Gavin Rossdale. Mickey Mouse has grown up a cow. I still
1: don't understand what that means. I don't think it means anything. No one does. Anyone who tries to defend him, I'm not going to believe you. (laughs) I simply will not. It does not make any sense. It's nonsense lyrics. It's probably, like... Lyrics as he was in the booth, it's like, I'm gonna essentially just like freestyle this and I'll yeah. go back and write lyrics for it later. And the, that's, it what, just, that's like, exactly
0: what Kurt Cobain did, yeah. Was he would just like he was like working at the melody and he would just sing like random words and he was like, Well, this is just the lyrics, now. yeah, yeah, <laughs> which I love. I, <laughs> I fucking mean, love it. Like, it's like it's it's like uh, y- you get to put your own interpretation onto
1: it, you yeah. Know? yeah. It, yeah it, it means something different. Mickey Mouse growing up a cow. I I still don't like it You don't (laughs) talk about Disney like that You don't talk about Our overlords Uh, Let's talk about Track 5 Porno Creep uh, Which is one of the Funkier corn songs Listen to that funkiness
0: Oh That was me
1: There's some cool Like guitar effects That are Oh yeah That bass line There's no clicky clack here No clicks No time for clicks But, like, that background noise, it almost reminds me of, like, something uh, Frank Delgado from the Deftones would do, like, the uh, atmosphere type of thing. But this has, like, a a cool, like, atmosphere to it that uh, has a little bit of, like, sinisterness to it, but not, like, full-on corn, you know? It sounds like a corn song, but not a sinister corn song. Right. Yeah.
0: It's... This album is more fun than I think all their other albums are.
1: 100%. Yeah. There's there's something about this song in particular. I could see this being played, like, after they got done playing Chi or whatever. Like, one of the more aggressive songs on this yeah. live. They could, like, segue from this to, like, audience talk or whatever. And then they lead into right. Adidas or some shit, you know, a harder song. Just giving the band a break uh, from, like, all that heaviness and, like, thrashing their bodies around or whatever. Yeah. To, uh, I have to a question keep the music you. going. Yeah,
0: Do you remember? No. There was a t-shirt back in the day that mm. had Mr. Rogers on it and it <laughs> said porn star.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I
0: searched for this shirt for an hour today and I could not
1: find it online, <laughs> you but could, I swear to God, I remember it. Yeah. 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 No, this existed. I I. I remember it. Okay. Was it, so was that the black and white one? Or am I thinking of a different thing? I think it was. Yeah. Okay. And
0: it was like, it was like a skate shirt where it was just like the one single image kind yeah. of like framed in the middle and it said porn star underneath it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the shirt existed. I know it did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird though because this song is called "Porno Creep," mm-hmm. and then song after next is called "Mr. Rogers."
1: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
0: Coincidence, <laughs> or did this album? <laughs> did somebody just listen to this album and said, "Hey," because remember there was like there was like a rumor that uh, Mr. Rogers was a porn star at one point.
1: Oh, I don't remember that you at remember all. That? No, oh, yeah. there was a rumor that was uh, it because of that shirt.
0: No, I think the shirt followed it. Oh,
1: okay. Like
0: there was a rumor that – because, you know, there was the – fame, there was the,
1: you know, 10 gallons of cum
0: inside of Rod Stewart and (laughs) –
1: 10 gallons. That is an excessive amount. Do people know what a gallon – like a gallon of milk. Everyone can picture a gallon of milk. You're going to have 10 (laughs) of those and it's all fucking cum? Where did that come from? Where did that cum come from? Like that's an impossibility.
0: I'm sure it started out like, like a quart of cum or like an ounce of cum, and he had to get his stomach pumped. Uh-huh. And then, I like, I remember like on the playground hearing like, no, it was like ten <laughs> gallons of, and his blood was cum like it had replaced. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like ate up his muscle tissue and shit. You know his hair is mad out to come. That's wild. That's why. And like you don't think about it literally back then. It's just like that's the rumor or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you're you just, like you God. Just roll.
0: celebrities are freaks. man. Th- that's
1: crazy. <laughs> First the the gerbil in Richard Gere's ass, and now this. Wow,
0: and Manza took out a rib so he could suck, suck his, his own his dick. dick. I mean that's cool. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is a hermaphrodite. What did you hear about that one? No, I oh, guess yeah. not. I remember that one. Damn, Jamie Lee Curtis was a, a
1: hermaphrodite. But, no, it's not, it's not true. Just because she's a handsome woman,
0: I guess. I guess I don't know. Yeah, I mean, she's still really hot.
1: I don't. I don't know. I mean, look, everyone can go watch True Lies themselves. You know that. <sighs> you guys just figure it out. Figure it out on your own. We're not going to do that work for you. You know, this okay. is the truest life. All
0: I produced ten gallons of cum watching True Lies. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: only like to watch. She is,
0: ridiculously hot in that movie. Mm. All right. Uh, coming up next, we got what I think is, eh, I'm just gonna say one of my favorites. I, I I I I I've got a thing going right now that I'm I'm, I'm battling, but this is in in the in the A tier a- or what's the kid say now? S tier is mm-hmm. like the new thing. S tier for me.
1: Okay, I've heard this term. I don't know what it means, but yes. What an intro to that song. It's like David Silvera hitting his kick drum four times, but also testing out the rest of his drums. <laughs> this is like yeah. the, the quickest sound check of all time, you know? Um, but yeah, this is the the third single from this album. And um, I love this part, man. That like, the electronic drums of it all. Yeah. It's like, uh, Helmet in the Bush from the first album had the electronic drums. Yeah. But it was like, pre-programmed or whatever. You know, it, it, it sounded... Like they were playing two those drums instead of like the drums being part of it. This right. feels like David Silvera is playing that electronic drum pad himself live yeah. to, to record oh, or yeah. whatever, you know. But man, like the guitar here it's just this like soaring chorus. It's just the pimp. chorus. It's it's so good. I guess it's the pre chorus, but it's Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right this part.
0: (laughs) It drops back down. It drops back down. And so you're like, okay, well, was that the chorus? No.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Evidently, the song was about a friend of Jonathan Davis's that kept screwing him over. Uh, He was like one of these leech friends that would just like uh, constantly like neg him, tell him he was like never good enough. Uh, he would like talking so, about him, like going on dates because this guy didn't have a date himself or whatever, and right. just like a general like bad dude, you know. Right. We come across these people in our lives every once in a while. If you're lucky enough, you can like jettison them off as you grow up or whatever. Okay. But I'm still doing the podcast with you, so. That's <laughs> Here's the chorus. So good. And that bass sounds good too.
0: And then, and so you're like, well, that was a chorus. And then you're like, well, what is this? Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I got these little tingles in my balls.
1: What's yeah. happening right now? Mm-hmm. This is another classic corn build up here.
2: Oh,
1: when? No. Oh. You get the
2: my Put this in your eye, iCal. No!
1: just sounds straight up deranged.
0: Why you get this build up and then you get back into this
1: soaring chorus. Yeah. It's good.
0: I have literal goosebumps right now.
1: <laughs> this is one of the, the better tracks. I haven't heard this song in a decade or more. Like yeah. it's been quite some time. I haven't listened to this whole album in quite some time. But going back and coming across this song, like when I saw it in the track list, like, twist, obviously, a great opener. That's always fun to listen to. Yeah. But you get to like chi and lost and swallow. I'm just like, oh, okay, these are these are just stumbling blocks for me to get to Good God. Like, I remember liking that song, but I don't remember what it specifically sounds like. Right. So then rediscovering the song. Yeah. And To me, it absolutely holds up. I remember when uh, they were putting out "Follow the Leader." They had multiple versions of it, depending on which store you bought the album from. It would come with like a a bonus disc or whatever. I bought this one that had like this. It was like almost a twenty-track album, but it was like different songs from all these different bands that they were like they were like spreading the good word about all these bands they liked. It was fucking cool, and it was like a free disc that came with it. But our, uh, I think it was Jared bought this, and it came with a remix album. It was like four tracks. Of Good God. Right. And like I, I think like a couple of those remixes are pretty good. I haven't yeah. listened back to those, but like the original song itself is just like Ugh. you're working with fire if you're if you're even touching it. Like I I don't even know what you would change about the song to remix it, but I would I, I'm curious to go back and re listen to it. I'm sure it doesn't at all sound dated. No, no. But were you saying like uh <laughs>
0: Orbit, uh, the Orbit <laughs> remix, <laughs> yeah, is <laughs> boring. What are you thinking? Yeah, on. Uh-huh. uh huh. What, what, what was one of the other ones? Uh, what, was the 808? Uh, uh, what was it? Eight oh eight. What was it? The they were in the same vein. Eight, uh, a, a, something eight oh eight.
1: Oh, uh, uh, Apollo four forty. 440. Apollo four forty. 440, yeah, what I think yeah, the yeah, album for, was like eight oh eight. No, that's Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> you're canceled. <laughs> Fuck. I did it to myself. <laughs>
0: Uh, I got canceled. Yeah, no. Like I liked mm-hmm. this song when I was a kid, but um like as an adult listening to this again, I'm just like fuck me. This is sonic fucking perfection right mm-hmm. here. Like it it has those dynamics and buildups and then that big soaring chorus yeah. where it just like just you just come like it's so
1: good. I would have love for radio to pick up on this song right? like yeah. they did for No Place to Hide and Adidas because this has all the qualities. It's the the heavier of the three for sure. So maybe that was like a dividing line for it. But it's also the more melodic of the three. I know. I know. It has the, the most soaring chorus of any of them. And like maybe the, 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 the best chorus on the album? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I think maybe it's just... Maybe... I don't know, I don't know. Who yeah. knows why it didn't it didn't catch on, but like I I think they should put this in their like rotations live, you oh, know, for because sure. it's just just good. Just there good.
0: I, I watched today I watched the uh uh Woodstock 99 version, uh, Woodstock 99 uh where they where they played this song and yeah, they fucking nailed it. It was yeah. it was incredible. But
1: ugh. I keep forgetting they played Woodstock 99 because it always gets overshadowed by Limp Biscuit <laughs> and all the like chaos that went on there with like the fires and everything have you
0: watched the full limp biscuit performance from that night i don't think so
1: no i think i've I've seen like a couple of songs but like okay
0: i'm telling you like mm -hmm. like just watch it front to back no pauses Mm -hmm. because it starts out like during the daytime like it's like right when the sun is setting Mm -hmm. and then by the end of the set everything is on fire (laughs) like
1: it was just pure chaos
0: oh Mm -hmm. my god i loved it yeah Okay, okay, okay. Uh, next song, Mr. Rogers.
1: Number seven, yes. Bing,
0: sing, sing, ting, ting, I do oh, like this little bing, intro thing. Bing, Very creepy.
2: The cool,
1: like, background vocals. You yeah. And they, like,. She he does that like
0: chamber chanting, yes. like I kind
1: of. Yes,
2: yeah. time has come. We'll have something to talk about. <laughs> that
0: rhythm, that snare.
1: Yeah. It cuts through everything. But not in an annoying way like on Metallica's Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah. God. I think this is the this is one of the better examples,
0: maybe the perfect example of the interplay between what David's doing and what Fieldy's doing. Yeah. Like that part where it's just sludgy, but he's like just popping that fucking snare, and popping that pussy like a single <laughs>
1: It's like the lead instrument at that point, like the snare, you know? Yeah. Um, so the song is called Mr. Rogers, and I come to find out, the song is literally about Mr. Rogers and Jonathan Davis's thoughts on this. Do you know about this? No. So evidently, Jonathan Davis is potentially the only person on the planet who fucking hates Mr. Rogers. So he gave this interview, and he said that he hates Mr. Rogers because he taught Jonathan Davis to be a uh, to be polite and get taken advantage of. And I guess that was a lesson that he picked up from this to be like, uh, to not fight back for himself, not stand up for himself. Uh, you know, just to, to essentially just be like a pincushion. Uh, but I don't think, I think that's like his interpretation of that show because nobody else seems to have picked yeah. up on that. And then also, like, uh, that's, you know. That's
0: actually, that's actually really fucking stupid.
1: Yeah. That's, that was my thought as well, because it's like, well, <laughs> it's, I I, underst- I understand what Jonathan Davis is saying. Yeah. How However, I do feel that Mr. Rogers was talking to everyone, including the people who would take advantage of right. So, like, He was if,
0: trying to prevent that from happening to In the first the place, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the problem with time travel, you know? Um so I yeah the song is kind of just okay like I could I just don't get into the song all that much
0: This song reminds me at my note I I put it it reminds me of a better version of the boring songs that are on the first album
1: Yeah mm-hmm.
0: Like it's just got a little bit more sonic um uh juiciness to it mm-hmm. but it's 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 they're playing in that I feel like they're playing in that style that they did on the first album mm-hmm. more um, I, do, I do like it, but, yeah, it's it's a little... A, it's fine. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Yeah. But, um,
1: I, I feel like they could have pared down this album a few tracks, and it would have been a, a better listen front to back. That said, like, this gives them more variety to play different songs live or whatever in a, a set, I suppose. Yeah,
0: I you got you to slow down sometimes.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if maybe in, like certain record contracts are like we need at least x amount of times worth of material or whatever so it's like oh we're at 33 minutes a jesus worth uh we got to get to (laughs) we got to get to 48 somehow we got to get to like 48 just under 50 or whatever um any other notes on this one nope well we got to move on to track eight
0: you ready for this y'all ready for this (laughs)
1: <laughs> so on the the actual album itself this song title is spelled with a bunch of characters it's a capital k at like pound sign or hashtag whatever upside down question mark percentage sorry, sign exclamation you point you this song? <laughs> but uh as i mentioned before most fans know this song to be called cunts uh with a k because it's like the band with a. a a fucking K. Then it's spelled clown with a K, but they went out of their way to spell it with I don't know. Yes. I can't get it too. I'm gonna to get bogged down to it. But um, the the band jokingly uh, mentioned that they wanted to release a song as like a radio single. Oh my god. Because they knew no one would be able to fucking play it. It would just be like bleeped out the whole time or whatever, and then like release the actual single a week later or whatever. Which I do think would have been hilarious have been if they fine. did that. But uh, I don't think any record labels can go for this. No, no. It's just like straight up trolling or whatever. Uh, I like the song, but, like, like honestly, the, the novelty of it had worn off for me a bit. I yeah. I I do feel like we already had Twist at the beginning of the album, and this song is kind of doing a similar thing. Yeah. Um, there's some, like, I guess the, the lyrics kind of reference some, like, misogyny shit, but also I know it's, like, satire as well. Yeah. So I'm not taking it literally, but I see how some people could. I don't but like you know it's whatever that said like I feel like less is more and I feel like twist is a better version of this overall concept right. than this
0: and not to skip too far ahead into the mm-hmm. timeline here but um, to, to bring up kind of the massage anything um, all in the family that corn mm-hmm. does with uh, Fred Durst mm-hmm. um, there's some very homophobic things in there oh you think so well, but here's the fun thing about it. Yeah. Here's the fun thing about it. <laughs> homophobia:
2: uh-huh.
0: yes, they end the song by screaming, "I want to fuck you. I want to butt fuck you."
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like it gets incestuous very quickly, and it's right. like you know.
0: And I feel like they're kind of turning that whole thing because at this time, like homophobia was just like fine. I, I guess this, this song is not is homophobic, right. but but yeah, I, I, but with the with the kind of sexist uh, uh, kind of thing, it. it, it like you said, they're doing it almost as like a parody kind of like taking that and then making it their own. Yeah. Um, Which I think is, is fun. Yeah. This, this, this was a song that anytime, like, um, like my parents had friends and then they would have kids, you know, Mm -hmm. and then sometimes those kids would be total squares and they would come over to my house and I'd be like, Hey, do you want to hear a song?
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Throw that one on, and
0: put that one on, and just watch him be like, "Oh my
1: god!" Yeah, like Like, that's the worst thing you can do is (laughs) listen to bad words, you know.
0: Yeah, this was the song that I think this got. This one song got more CDs taken away by parents than any other song in human history. Yeah,
1: especially like when you see the title of the song on the album, yeah. you know, it's like, "What is this?" And then it, it, the the song itself kicks in. You are like, "Oh boy, here if we go." If your
0: parents walked in when this song was playing, boy, <laughs> mom, uh.
1: y- you had whispered the word "piss." Is that actually in the song? I don't no, remember. I oh, okay, say, you just did it. I just said "piss." Okay. It fits I think in there. It's like
0: funky ass or something like that. Oh. I just said piss.
1: Honestly, I like your remix better. Yeah, thanks. It's the piss mix. The <laughs> piss mix. I got a bag of piss mix. You, you should try <laughs> some. You should try some before you leave. Um, any other notes on, on this song?
0: I try to think of a pun like rye bread. Or, uh, I don't know. Thighbread. Thigh bread. Yeah, there we go. That's yeah. fine. That's fine. That works. It's fine uh n- no no just that uh yeah this was this was the one that i, I would always play to freak out my this, mom's kids friends. this is like a fun mom's, fr- <laughs> mom's friends
1: kids yeah, yeah there we go. uh this is like a fun novelty song for just yes. such an occasion you know right. you throw this one on you're at a house party you, th- you throw on cunts with a k <laughs> <laughs> everyone has a good chuckle
0: and especially after like the the you know ending the first corn album with like daddy where it's just like god this is fucking heavy and serious mm. you get to have fun Fun on this album,
1: like that's what I like so much. Yeah. uh it's just like a uh, good time. Yeah, a uh, good time. It's still all. like
0: dark and kind of dangerous, but like mm-hmm. also not so fucking serious that you're like, like I might go to hell if I listen to this song. <laughs> yeah,
1: it it like three dimensionalizes the band. You know, it's like you can have fun. Yeah, and you can still have your darkness, but like we're we're gonna approach it a little bit differently. There was a point in
0: my life where, okay, so we have a or I had a mutual friend mm-hmm. let's call him um Alan yeah. um who uh during uh in middle school at one point uh told the teacher we, we were supposed to bring like a cd that we liked or something like that and hmm. like talk about it like do some kind of like creative writing thing for it okay and we'll call him Alan mm-hmm. uh brought a cd and uh it was White Zombie. I think it was. Uh, I think it was the first one.
1: I know who you're talking about. El,
0: El uh, La, La Saceristo Was it that? I
1: I thought it was. Uh, Maybe it was Astro Creep. I think so. With like the the like on the side of the on
0: the side of the album, it said Devil Music Volume like one or something. Okay. Yeah. And he stood up in front of the class and goes, "The only thing I listen to, is, <laughs> I will not listen to an album unless it says Devil Music." <laughs>
1: And he was so, like, uh, white bread, cornbread, like, white, like... Not, he he not to literally just, started a trend called
0: White Trash Wednesdays.
1: Yes. <laughs> and he would wear to school a torn-up T-shirt that, had, that was littered with holes in it. And he would wear this, and they would just let him. They would simply let him. And to be fair, to be fair to our school... In uh, like uh, like middle, it was like uh, uh, freshman and like sophomore year, I was like real into the Crystal Method, like the band. And I had a t-shirt that said got meth on it yeah. that I worked oh. to cool three times. And finally, like on the third time, like I got pulled aside and like, like, uh, yeah, you have to turn your shirt inside out. I was like, honestly, I've been fucking waiting. I've been waiting, you know? And I'm not like the type of person to like really like push boundaries or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, I guess I'll just wear the shirt. I like it, and my my parents didn't say anything about it or whatever. But like, it was like a fun thing.
0: Racy t-shirts were like, <laughs> like the coolest. Yeah, I had one that was like, the, like MASH, like the you know, movie oh, yeah, yeah, M yeah. A S H. I had little like asterisks like in between like each mm-hmm. word, but it said Bush. Yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, and uh, I, I had a teacher pull me aside and was like, "Does that mean what I think it means?" I was like, "Yeah, Mickey Mouse is growing up a cow. Get off my fucking back about it, Machine Head, Machine Head." (laughs) No, he said, "I go, no, it's for George Bush." She's like, like,
1: "Oh, okay, okay, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. damn, that's crazy."
0: Oh, right, all right. Which is is
1: weird too, because like, I when I think of like the band Bush and their name, like. I know that it's probably about pubes, but it doesn't, like, it's not a one-to-one for me, you know? It's just like, well, this is just the name of this band, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, so I wouldn't have, I would have been like, "It's it's the band's name. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, awesome. yeah but
0: I knew what they were getting. Yeah, I knew what they were leading towards. Mm. And honestly, part of the reason I wore it was because I was like, hey "Bush."
1: Was <laughs> it camo, or was like that like olive it was green a, color, or something like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. like
0: a, it was like a brown green kind yeah. of like army looking. Yeah,
1: yeah, that type of thing. And so, so. I was like, "No, it's George Bush." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can't you tell I'm a Bush fan?
1: Obviously. All right, so let's move oh, on, on, on to. <clears throat> Let's move on to track nine, uh, which is called "No Place to Hide." This is the first single from the album, and uh, I think I believe this is the yeah. This song has a cool intro to it as well, so it's unique. Cute. And it's just like, what is this fucking noise? You know, yeah. is that the bass guitar? Is that Fieldy, or is that actual guitar? Is that bang, that bang, bang. Ha ha ha. <laughs>
0: It, it sounds like a guitar that's unplugged and they're just like pl- plucking the strings with a uh, microphone right next to it. I kind of know what it sounds like.
1: There, there's just so many like interesting textures on this album. Yeah. More so than the first one, which was a lot of like just chugging. which I, I like some of, but like yeah. this is more interesting. And the, the bass on this is good too. Yeah. And then this little like sound here with the guitar. It always reminds me of, like, a cop car yeah, from, like, yeah. back in the day, you know? And I, I believe Korn's original band name was, like, LAPD or whatever. Oh,
0: weird.
1: Yeah. Fucking pigs, man.
0: Yeah, that's a really interesting guitar tone. Mm.
2: Yeah. It's
1: so, kind of weird that this was a single. It is a little bit, but it's different enough from their previous songs that made it to radio. But it still sounds like them in a way, you know? Yeah. Especially by the time you get to the chorus, you know? And it's, like, catchy. It's a catchy chorus. Now, if I heard this without knowing that this is a single and having heard it a zillion times on the radio, I don't know if I would have lean toward this one being the lead right. single honestly I probably would have gone with Good God because I, the, yeah, the chorus is like so much better to me but I still like this song quite a bit yeah. it's not as heavy in rotation as like Got the Life or Blind right. or whatever but
0: Got the Life is really interesting mm-hmm. I can't wait to talk about that one
1: yeah same video directed by Mick G on Got the Life God. I don't know who directed this one I think this is the, the music video where they're uh I don't know. I didn't watch any of the music videos for, for this album. I know it's either this or Adidas. They're in like uh, a morgue more drawer. Yes. Okay.
0: This one, fuck, I don't even remember. I, I watched it today, and I literally cannot remember it was.
1: <laughs> That kind of says a lot, yeah. you know? But I think a lot of these videos at this time were more like performative or that type yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. Uh, later on... Um, they would be more artsy fartsy about it but for now they're just like "Eh, whatever by artsy fartsy i mean it's just like you could either have something that's like just riddled with metaphor or it's directed by mick g there is no (laughs) in between you know um yeah uh so this song helped corn get nominated for a grammy for best metal performance in 1998 it's crazy. So it was like wow. popular enough that it, it got well, him to-
0: I that long?
1: Yeah, because the album came out in- 96. October of 96, meaning that the first single would have come out like-
0: At least Four, four to six
1: weeks ahead of that. So like maybe-
0: Oh, well, yeah. No, you're right. If yeah. this was the first single, yeah. So
1: it would have been like maybe, let's say like mid-August-
0: how the fuck did that happen?
1: I don't know. But it, it, it maybe it just had some staying power. I don't know. Like, we lived through it, right? So I don't have any specific memory of that song being around that far. But, yeah, it, evidently it, it helped them uh, get nominated in 98. Uh, do you know who they lost to? 1998? 1998. Best rock performance? Best metal performance. Best metal performance. Yes. 98. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I looked it up, and I was like, oh... Okay, but is mean, Metallica?
0: Mm-mm. No,pe Limp well, wouldn't have been Limp Biscuit.
1: Well, Limp Biscuit was around in '98, right? But, but they they weren't what yeah. they were later. I don't know if they've ever been
0: nominated for a Grammy. <laughs> yeah. Come, Come on, fuck Grammys! Whatever, <laughs> should have been nominated for all of them. Absolutely.
1: I don't uh, metal. Mm. Um, and would it all, be like th-
0: Anthrax or something like weird
1: like that. It, to me, it's weird. I don't know that I would necessarily label this band Jeff Rotol. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't label this band specifically as metal. It's uh, artsy metal. Uh Dave alter- band. Al- Alternative metal is what I would consider this band. Alt metal. Uh huh. Alt metal. Say a wildly popular band that is not prolific. I think they've only got maybe like five albums. Over the uh, course of their career, I don't, I
0: don't know, ninety-eight, I don't know. You too. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: it was Tool. Oh, and they won for Inema.
0: Okay, well, no, that that
1: makes absolute sense. <laughs> it does, but you know, like best metal performance. I don't know. Jury's out on this one. For me, I'm sure it makes sense to o- other people. Like, I get it, but also I'm like, but is it the same thing? It's kind of like that time that. Yeah. Um, uh tenacious d won for best metal performance because they did that cover of that dio song
0: oh right yeah
1: they were like up against like slipknot and all these like actual metal bands i like tenacious d but like really like the the people who voted for it were like oh i like tenacious i like jack black
0: you know have you heard um i think it's i am the warlock on uh, the probot album uh potentially so, you know, the, the ProBot album is the one that Dave Grohl did mm. everything for. Like, yeah. Like, all the music, and then even have his, like, singers come in. Mm-hmm. Well, there's it's a hidden track. I oh. I don't know why. Okay. But it's a hidden track on there with Jack Black, um, but it's called I Am the Warlock, and he's singing like Dio. Oh, it's nice. fucking awesome. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking awesome.
1: I keep meaning to check it out. I, I Every once in a while, I'll download it to my phone. I'll be like, okay, I'm, now's the time I'm going to listen to it, and I get distracted by it. It's like, oh, Megan Thee Stallion has a new song. Let me check that out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Huh?
0: <laughs> uh, that that al- out no, that album. There's a couple songs on there that you know, like uh, like I know people love King Crimson, and like I, I get it, but it's like yeah. I, it, it doesn't like doesn't tickle anything in me. I'm like yeah. I, I understand that this is good and it's like technically proficient and mm. all that. Yeah, great, but like it doesn't take tic- it doesn't. Tickle my, 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 my taint.
1: Your like, chestnut, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but, like, there's like a, a Red War with Max Calavera on it.
1: Oh, holy um, shit.
0: That is, like, fucking the one of the best like driving songs of all time really the drums i mean Dave girl i i will put Grohl up against any drummer any day of the week he's such a fucking phenomenal drummer and you know he, he's he's trying to do the the bands whoever he's got as a guest he's trying to like kind of mimic their style a little bit without being like just a straight-up mm-hmm. carbon copy yeah. um so he's very he's doing like the, like the sepultura just looks like heavy like tribal drumming yeah Amazing. And then also Shake Your Blood, uh, where he if has Motor, Lemmy on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember when we got to see that fucking live? Yeah,
1: we, we saw Foo Fighters live, and Motorhead opened up for them, and yeah. they they brought out Lemmy for that song. It's fucking rad.
0: That is one of the best things I've ever seen mm-hmm. in my life. And then let me, wa- I, I will die thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, same. That's, that's <laughs> like
1: one of the, I've got like maybe like three or four specific memories of that concert. Yeah. And uh, one of them is him coming out and, and doing that. And then uh, that performance was so good. Lemmy walked off stage and died. That's how, yeah. that's mm-hmm. how we passed. Look it up. You he don't would, believe me. Look it up. We're on the internet. He smoked a big crack rock and then he just died. <laughs> he just died. Everybody done But he did the, the crack rock because he had to maintain. Yeah. His, An erection. Yeah, it's <laughs> erection. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, any other notes on "No Place to Hide"? Nope. Okay. Uh. Let's let's do it. Let's move on to the first go. cover of this album. Here we go. This song is uh, a cover of the song "Wicked" by Ice Cube. This is Corn with Chino Marino on lead vocals. Let's do this fucking thing.
2: Yo, Chuck. We got running mixes and headphones.
0: Love that laugh. Mm-hmm.
1: So good. I don't think the the actual music from the original song sounds like this at all, right? Like it's, yeah, it's got the. Does it really? Okay.
0: Yeah, because it's got kind of a reggae vibe. Because the guy that does the like, uh, he's doing like a reggae voice, the, the chorus on. There. Oh, that is in there. Okay.
1: See, I, I listened to that song like 18 months ago, and I'm just going off that memory of it. I didn't bother listening to it this time. I'm just like, I don't know, it doesn't do anything for me, that version, like the really? original one, you know? I only like this version of this song. There's a remix of this song that uh, is fun. Not as good as the original, but it's still like, just a fun song. This is when, uh, this is Chino, but here comes John Lewis. This, the chorus. It's are having fun in the studio. I know, yeah. It's like, we're gonna have one of our friends come over and we're gonna just like jam on the song, yes. you know? They they said that when they were like playing shows and everything, they were. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Davis little like. <laughs> the little fuss, falsettos that. in there. Um, because they were listening to a lot of hip hop at the time.
0: Oh, fuck, I love that. <laughs>
1: Uh, they were listening to a lot of hip hop at the time, and they just like fell in love with the song. Like, yeah. just, and I think Ice Cube was like from their like general area of California as well. So, right. I, I I just feel like there's like some kinship there. And Ice Cube's been on multiple Corn songs as well. I mean, he was definitely on Children
0: of the Corn on the third, on Follow the Leader. There was
1: like on the Wikipedia article I found for it, it was like uh, it said something that they'd collaborated four times. So maybe they were on like his album oh, or something, okay. Like that okay yes
0: yes 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 they were my cousin had that Ice Cube album that had Korn doing one or two songs on there oh yeah. cool That's right. Yeah.
1: right mm. but it is cool that there's like some cross-pollination that way between these different genres yeah. and plus they had uh, Ice Cube on the Family Values tour yeah touring with them so it's like it's all good
2: pain, down this, it's
1: this part where Chino's vocals go like insane Huh? it uh, <laughs> for, for doesn't more. matter what he said <laughs> no it d- does not it's all just said it it's all about like the rhythm and the vibe of it you know yeah it's just so good hard hard to beat this i'm up. glad
0: that they kept a little like people like yelling in the background
1: yeah it's like a party atmosphere yes. it fucking works you yeah. know um I think this might be my favorite song on this album. It's just it's just the one I go back to so many times. I realize it's a cover, but it's just like so fucking well done. They really made it their own. Yeah. And they like the only way it became its own is like Chino was part of it, you know? Yeah. Like it's just like a, a real group effort is what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I love Chino's little voice cracks in that. Yeah. I love it. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I fucking see. Okay, so th- this is what I was saying earlier when I was like, I was, we were about to go into Good God, and I'm like, I, I, I want to say Good God is my favorite song, but I love this song. So, mm-hmm. like, but then I'm like, well, this is a this is a cover, and it's got, it's got a, like a different singer primarily. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Chino yeah. is like the lead singer for this song.
1: Yes. Uh huh.
0: So I'm like is it fair to call it my favorite song on the album or I could call it my favorite song on the album but it's not my favorite corn song on the album Yeah. Like, yeah. That's
1: Is uh, uh, it sticky wicket, Edwin? Semantics. <laughs> but I I do feel like if you take this one out of the equation like what what would you pick as your favorite song? Would that be Good God? Oh, for in sure. That case, yeah. Okay. For sure Good God. So that's a, a better dividing line. I don't know. It just seems like out of all the recorded material on this album, this I, is, like, number one yeah. for me, you know? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, you can right. have, like, a, a 1 right. and 1A, and, uh, you know, as as we become uh further adults, uh, you realize, like, oh, I have a favorite color for certain things, but it's, it's not, right. like, across the... You know, it's, like, you can have multiple favorites of certain things, yeah. like, well, favorite well, movies, like, favorite movies, yeah, what's your favorite
0: movie, I'm like... What? Mm -hmm. what genre like 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 what year what era like i i I can't just say this is my all-time favorite movie and it's the it's because i like different movies for different reasons like Mm -hmm. for different things like i I can't just say this is like the all-time best or my favorite band like it yeah I like different things. And when I was a kid, I was always like, this is the best. This is the second mm-hmm. best. And, you know, trying to like like list everything out because it was like my identity. And like yeah. the older I get, I don't care, give a fuck about my identity. So. <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. Because who cares? You know, exactly. <laughs> like in the you know, grand no scheme like of things. shit. <laughs> what the heat death of the universe takes over it doesn't matter anyway but like Like, oh wait wait, hold on guys this guy like wicked better than god hold on they go back and forth they go back and forth Uh, it's like back in the day you would have to engrave a hierarchy of shit you liked in stone or whatever but as, as you grow up you're just like oh whatever and then like the same could be true if I'm exposed too much to this thing I like, yeah I will start to like turn on it a little bit like even <laughs> yeah. my favorite like movie or whatever I don't want to watch that constantly because I'll get bored of it yeah. and then I'll start to notice its flaws as opposed to like right. just enjoying it. Uh, for the nostalgia or whatever it may have but uh yeah we're in agreement this is the best song on the album hands down and uh we are right we're the only ones with the correct opinion and that's just simply how it is (laughs) let's move on to track 11 which is the second single released from the album this song is called adidas So, this song is uh, what Wikipedia has labeled a backronym. First time I've ever seen this word, I instantly knew what it meant because it's like when you take an existing word and then make an acronym out of it. I was like, "God damn it!"
0: Let's.
1: <laughs> the radio edit of this, yeah, wild. It's like they knew they had to edit it for radio, but they were not willing to like put in the effort to make it not sound like it was edited
0: in post-production somebody trying to like manipulate his words so he says humping instead of fucking
1: that's what because i took it as like jonathan davis being like i'll i'll say hump i guess but i'm gonna make it sound fucking stupid (laughs) people are gonna know this is not what it is because like imagine hearing this on the radio becoming familiar with it then buying the album because of it listening to it and it's gonna like throw you off a bit yeah it's kind of like um I, I uh, used to own the well, I guess I still do own the Sugar Ray album Floored there's a song on there called Cash <laughs> and I erroneously bought the album from Walmart because I didn't realize that it had curse words on it and there's like the song Cash has the word fucking in it so many fucking times <laughs> Yeah. And it's like part of the it's part of the DNA of that song it, anytime I'd hear it it would be censored it sounds odd
0: uh, I'm sorry I'm gonna rewind just one second yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: here that's one of the that- Indian influence. I can't tell
0: if this is a sample. Oh.
1: Sounds like maybe a I guitar effect. Somebody brought a new pedal to the studio that day.
0: Yeah, I really like that effect, though. I think that's yeah. something that's really interesting.
1: It turns out uh, the lyrics to the song uh, are about uh, Jonathan Davis uh, liking sex a lot, oh. which is weird, a weird and unique perspective. I've never heard before. I just got this whole song. This whole yeah. Song just clicked with me. You know, and honestly, this song puts every Ariana Grande song <laughs> into perspective <laughs> for me as well. It's crazy.
0: This is another one where he's doing that, like, yeah, in like, the background, like, during, like dragging that like note, that soaring note out mm-hmm. and then kind of doing it. I really like when he does that. He's really good at it.
1: Yeah. And it has that like uh, chamber quality. Yeah. to it like it, it sounds like uh he's in the middle of a cathedral when yeah. they recorded it or whatever it's just like vocal Dream effects but it sounds bad. fucking good
0: i watched the uh i watched the video today and it was like it was the radio edit for some weird reason. Cause probably because it was uploaded like 12 years ago. Yeah. And I think
1: that's like probably all they did is released it that way. Cause sometimes you'll listen to like, uh, the, the music video for Slipknot's wait and bleed is the radio version where it has like more clean vocals than rough vocals. And oh, that's really? just like the only way it exists Oh, because it's oh. like, we're making this for promotional reasons. Right. So we're going to put it out there in like a censored manner. But they don't give whatever. a shit anymore. They don't like, give no fucks. WAP
0: is like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, God. All right. Uh,
1: so let's move on to track number... Oh, my God. Where did all my notes go? Holy shit. It all just went away. Track 12, Lowrider. Cowbell. Shit. The cover of the famous song by the band War. Vocals on this by Head, the guitarist. Oh, my friends, Bagpipes. He's got a... He's got an effect on on his voice, right? I don't know. I, I feel like he's just smoked that much uh, cigarettes. Wink.
2: Because
1: <laughs> you can make your voice roll real deep. So it, like, it stands yeah. to reason that he could, he could just like do this in the booth or whatever. Oh my
2: friends, ride the riders,
1: Megatron. <laughs> He makes his voice as the titular writer in this. Oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! Uh. Oh, yeah. It's just like so much fun. It is like yeah, man. It's Just a fun little ditty. How long is <laughs> is that that track? It's like a minute and change yeah, or whatever. Yeah,
0: it's like minute twenty or something. Yeah,
1: and they kind of said all they need to say yeah. with that, you know, like yeah, they could good. have recorded more to it i kind of wish uh track eight cunts was like that where they just like maybe did like a chorus like an opening chorus a verse and then like a closing chorus, and call it good you know but uh they didn't and there's nothing i can do about it lawsuit's pending uh track 13 is called ass itch and uh, evidently it's about uh jonathan davis's difficulty to uh to write songs Uh, Like he lacked motivation or inspiration or whatever So he wrote a song about it And I did look at the lyrics for this one And uh, yeah that's kind of all right there On the page So if you want to throw that bad boy on there At first I hate writing shit Yeah it is so stupid Yada yada Uh, But the opening of the song At first I thought you put on No Place to Hide again because it has like, that same like guitar sound to it, you know? Oh, right, yeah. I do like this part.
0: Yeah.
2: It's a
1: good the drum real, bass. Yeah. Real clicky bass and everything. It sounds like it wants to be slap bass, yeah. but it's just like a defeated guitar string, yeah. essentially. Yeah.
2: This,
1: this song, even though it's not a song I would seek out to listen to when I do come across it, I do enjoy listening to it yeah. because of this part in particular, you know? I like this chorus. Yeah, this is another really good chorus. I forget that this chorus goes to this song. Like, I mix up some of these songs together, right. you know?
0: Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about it mm-hmm. other than, like, it's a solid song and I really mm-hmm. like the chorus. Like, yeah. Um, it's not my favorite, but it's 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 up in the top in in the top half of my liked songs in this.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. And then again, coming back to this part, I love this part so much. Yeah. I think for me, it's like one of the faster parts of this album. Yeah, and it just sounds so different from the rest of it, I guess, because a lot of it is uh, a little like. I like the the groove that that Corn has, especially on these early albums. But it does get a bit repetitive. Yeah. So that's a a good way to uh, change it up a bit. I'd say. Tell me now I want to know. Sounds like it's one of those uh, Rankin Bass claymation songs <laughs> or whatever. Um, do you have any other notes on, on this one? No. Okay. Well, let's move on to the last track here. This song is called Kill You. And I I saw that, like, for the personnel, Jonathan Davis would provide additional guitars here and there. Um, I can't remember what the other one was. There, It's it specifically mentioned two different songs. Um, I don't remember what the first one was, but this is the other one. And I... I wonder if it's like this guitar. I don't know. Um, It it sounds,
0: I don't mean to be mean, but it does sound uh, like an amateur. uh, who's just like relying mm -hmm. on the uh, effects to carry.
1: Yeah. They're like, Jonathan, you just play this part. Just play this part, and then we'll fix it.
0: He's like, I don't know how to play a single string at once. I'm just
1: going to play them all and put a finger (laughs) here. (laughs) Stephen Carpenter from Deftones showed me how to play guitar. It was great. Um. So, evidently, this song is in a wild change of pace. This song is about a family member. And it ends the album, if you can believe it. This is uh, supposedly about his ex-stepmother who would uh, mistreat him. And uh, a story he tells is that uh, whenever he was sick as a child, his stepmother, whom he says would, like, torture him, uh, she would, like, fee- he, <laughs> he said... She would feed me tea mixed with Tabasco and have me drink it, saying that you need to like burn out the sickness or whatever. And I was like, "That's that's not good." Well,
0: that's that's an uh, cayenne is an anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. So if you are sick, your body is inflamed because you're trying to fight off yeah. something, and hot tea helps loosen up phlegm in the throat. Yeah. Now. I'm not calling Jonathan Davis a pussy.
1: No. But, but if, if we look at his track record. This writer, seems
0: like a gross overreaction to having to drink spicy tea.
1: Look, we, we know his stance on human angel Mr. Rogers. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not, again, like you were saying, I'm not calling him a liar. But I'm like, maybe his perspective is skewed a bit. I don't know. Maybe she was, like, torturing him. Maybe it, it's just, like, a confluence of, like, she's... Doing, she's like going through the process of helping him, but doing it in such a like uh, a bitchy way that it's just like, even what? though it's like, I can give you like a, a headache pill or I can like shove it up your ass, you know? It's like either way, you're getting your medicine. Is it helping you in that manner? Nah, not really, you know.
0: It, I've heard him. I've heard him tell this story like multiple times.
1: On on this part in particular, uh, I think this is where he like. You might crank it up a bit because it's a, a bit quiet. But he's... You yeah. <laughs> Not so. It's like he's trying to cry, but it didn't quite get there. And I read about this album. Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I read about this album that Ross Robinson would like constantly try to right. bring up certain subjects to... Uh, Make Jonathan Davis feel a certain way, you know? Yeah. And like, get him in that headspace or whatever. And it seems like they're kind of trying too hard on this one. Yeah. Like, I don't know if we need this song in this album. Like, like. You did Daddy.
0: You, yes. You, you did that. Yeah. You don't need to do
1: <laughs> yeah. this. Yeah. Even though, like, Daddy was not specifically about his actual father.
0: No, but it is about a traumatic.
1: Right. Yeah. I feel like they're trying to recreate that in a way.
0: Yeah, and see, I've heard I've heard Jonathan D- Davis tell the story about his evil stepmother who abused mm-hmm. him. Yeah, and the spicy tea thing comes up every single time. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've heard him say it multiple times, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, if she did something worse, mm-hmm. I'm sure you would say it because you were willing to talk about your childhood molestation, mm-hmm. right?
1: That would yeah, that would be like <laughs> the starting point, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So
0: so if you're mad at her cuz you
1: say she abused you,
0: I'm not saying I don't believe you, mm-hmm. but if the only stories that you're telling is about the time she made you drink cayenne tea, yeah. I'm just like, "Hey hey buddy." Yeah. That's not a I'm that's not abuse.
1: Honestly, I feel like you've already mentioned bigger fish that fish <laughs> that you have to fry, you know? Exactly. Like
0: No, if she was like hitting you or burning you with cigarettes? Yeah. Yeah. But it's always a spicy tea story. <laughs>
1: That's so fucking funny. Like, I just heard about that recently. Yeah, so I've heard him t-
0: talk about that multiple times, and it's, like, mm. in his book and everything. And I don't want to, like, support abuse victims.
1: Uh, you do want to support abuse victims. Yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Uh-huh. yes I do want to support ab- mm. abuse victims. Yeah. 100%. Um, but, like. And I don't I don't wanna like minimize someone's trauma because no. someone's trauma, why it may not have affected me, obviously it affected him, right? Mm-hmm. But maybe just like leave it at like she abused me. Here's <laughs> don't bring up the spicy tea.
1: Yeah, like uh there's gotta be more there, right? From what it sounds like, maybe because he he goes on to say that she like tortured him but doesn't get descriptive there. And I'm not saying, like, I'm owed an explanation or anything. Right. But when you're coming in so fucking hot on the end of that first album... <laughs> Daddy. Yeah. It's just like, well... Huh. It's like... <laughs> yeah. It's like, imagine you... uh, You're talking to a war veteran. And they're like, yeah, I was at a platoon, and uh, two of my friends really got... Uh, they didn't make it out. Uh, one of them stepped on a landmine. I saw his... Uh, his asshole fly through his rib cage his uh it collapsed his uh sternum into his cranium and uh I was it was trying w-
0: to push his guts back
1: into his ripped open stomach uh through his eye sockets and uh it was a whole thing then my other friend he uh he fell down and the wound got infected uh he just tripped it was it wasn't off a cliff or anything but can you believe it it's like well i feel like there are degrees here we were and- in paris one night and uh <laughs> It wasn't even during the war. <laughs> You're just saying it was like 30 years later.
0: 1976. And, uh, <laughs> he uh, got scratched by a cat and yeah, got infected. He had to take penicillin. I like I can't talk about that.
1: This. Honestly, that Nugent boy was right. Uh, it's a it's a problem. It's a problem. Um. But Whoa. okay so we uh, we did it with we, we went through the whole recording thing recording for 2 hours. <laughs> it's, it's been been quite some time. Uh, again the hidden track on this is just the uh the a cappella version of Twist, so we really don't need to rehash that. Um uh, Here, well, but, I'll just play I'll just play it real quick. Okay.
0: You're not a tak 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 iracapic Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm good. <laughs> that was good punchy. though. <laughs> I liked that. I liked it.
1: Um so we've we've uh, wrapped up all of the tracks. We've uh, given our thoughts on goddamn every single fucking track on this goddamn thing good god uh good god indeed um so uh let's uh let's go back to our our ratings so uh ratings what would would you rate this zero to seven strings that's that's uh uh ibanez ibanez seven string seven string guitar (laughs) i don't know why i had such a hard time getting there but i did um zero to seven strings where do you rank life is pg by corn from 1996
0: well, if man is five and the devil is six, mm-hmm. then good God, this must be seven.
1: Okay, <laughs> is that our first seven-string album? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not literal, me, but yeah, you know. And it's a seven-stringer. Seven string it's okay. a
0: seven-stringer. Perfect. That's good.
1: Perfect score. Perfect score. For me, e two. For me, I have to. I have to give this one a six. Ooh. I know it's just missing it. The reason I'm saying that, Ross has left the building. He's back. Right. Uh, the reason I say that is because uh, there are uh, albums I like, new metal and otherwise, but focusing on new metal that will come later in the timeline that I would consider a seven-string album, okay. a, yeah. a couple of them, and they give me a certain feeling that that's this one doesn't. Right. Um, and there are like maybe three tracks too many on this album for me. Um, okay. That's so I I feel like if you paired it down to uh, just like maybe an eleven-track album, it would be solid for me yeah um that said this is like i feel like this might be my favorite corn album i i'll have to listen back to follow the leader because i there are some songs on there i like quite a bit i don't know if they're gonna like hold up as well for me because there's just like some nostalgia baked into this album
0: looking that... into my crystal ball they won't
1: <laughs> they won't okay I, yeah i've listened to it recently
0: okay. and um i remembered a lot more fondly than i do there's some there's some great songs on mm-hmm. there
1: really really good songs on there. Tracks 1 through 12, fucking stellar. Oh, amazing. <laughs> 5 seconds of silence? Again and again and again? And you because think they're superstitious? Wrong
0: and you're about to take your CD back? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um I there's some good songs on there, but mm. it 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 does have a couple just kind of clunkers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Do you remember back in the day when you would listen to a CD and it was before it was like prominent, a prominent feature of CD skipping where once you got the ability to like, you know, you're on track one, you want to listen to track like 12 or whatever. You could hit back and it would oh, go back to the, the end of the album. That was like next level shit. Because yeah. previously you just had to like skip forward so many times. It's right. just like hitting that button so many times. It's like fucking outdated. Dude.
0: I, I got an Iowa with, like, a three-disc changer in it.
1: Holy shit, I've not heard that. Like, A-I-W-A yeah. or some shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And it
0: had a remote. Yeah. And you could hit one, two, and it would go to track 12. Damn. I mean, it would take, like, 15 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> it sounds like it was trying to transform. Yeah.
2: yeah. Sam. stupid.
1: Sam. <laughs> it's like Optimus Prime trying to change the song. <laughs> uh, Megatron! <laughs> Uh, So yeah, we've we've given our ratings on this And the the other albums we've discussed So uh, yeah, we did that thing Where do you think New Metal is at this point In the timeline?
0: I think this is is, Especially Adidas Mm -hmm. I think is like The first thing that people have heard That aren't plugged into the alternative scene Mm -hmm. Because it's like Adidas. All day, I dream about sex, and then it, like it kind of piques people's interest who right. otherwise wouldn't be interested in this music. So, yeah, yeah, I think this is this is the watershed. This mm-hmm. is like, um, uh, is that is that the right word? This is the dam breaking. Mm-hmm. This is like this whole scene has been building up over in California. Adidas is is the thing that like because I remember this like the summer, like because this came out in October, so it would have yeah. been like it would have been like the summer after that. It was just like. Everybody, not everybody, but like all of our friends, like had this album yeah. or were like playing it or were like we were like anytime we were all together,
1: we, yeah. we were putting it on. It was ubiquitous. Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and 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 like people who again didn't weren't even involved in the alternative music scene knew now know who Corn is.
1: Yeah, because like f- with that first album, so many of the songs on there sound heavy and dark, but lyrically they're also that way. Yeah. Whereas Adidas is like so silly it's and about fun. yeah it's it's yeah. fun but also dark and people understand the dichotomy of what it is right and i think that's kind of why like we're having a a, a bisque of sorts where yeah. people are like oh okay i get it like i get the joke now you yeah know? yeah um but yeah i i uh i'm with you on that one it's i like think nobody
0: got big trouble in little china when it came out
1: mm-hmm. so st- it was a massive flop i still don't i won't do it not with what they did to us with the bats and the COVID. I won't do it. <laughs> it took me
0: a second. I was yeah. like, there were
1: bats in it? I guess. <laughs> Bruce Wayne fucked a bat and now we have COVID. We all know. We all know the story. So uh, for for New Metal, yeah, I think this is, like you were saying, this is the, the uh, mainstream arising of it because... Yeah. Uh, that first Corn album had had some hit singles. Uh, I don't feel like Sugar Ray or that first Deftones album really did a whole lot of damage, as you know, to that right that dam. Whereas I'm sure this people one... that
0: were in like Sacramento, you mm-hmm. know, were like, "This is cool. This is like our little local scene," and they're getting some like some radio play and some like late night MTV videos mm-hmm. here and there, you know. So it probably felt like a big thing. But yeah. Adidas was like. I bought a pair of Adidas shoes because of because of right. corn. Yeah, like, like that's how like it just it just, mm-hmm.
1: weaved its way through through society. The the chorus is catchy. You know all the yeah. the words to it because it's an acro- a acronym of for the title, right? Yeah. And then like it repeats it, one hundred and thirty eight times at the <laughs> yeah. end of the song. So it's it's like it's an earworm if yeah. there ever was one for corn. And I I think the covers on the album, even though they didn't have mainstream success, yeah, it's obviously it's it's one that you and I, both of those songs we gravitate toward, and I think people who grew up with that know as well. Like if, if you mention this to someone who grew up with this album, you're like that low rider cover, right? And they're like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think the the lesson learned from other like subsequent new metal bands is like, oh, let's. Covers can be a thing. Like we can, we can be dark, but we can have fun as well. Like, um, well, we got a big one coming up that that
0: defined their entire career with a cover.
1: Was that, wait, whom might that be?
0: <laughs> well, I guess it would be nice. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> That's weird because I don't like. I know they they did that one and that was like a, a big flag planting for them. Yeah, but I just think of them of like. I think of Roland. Nookie and yeah, Nookie, yeah like all of that stuff. Like that that was a, an establishing point, but then they were like. You want to see some champagne? Yeah. Yeah. Faith uh,
0: was like when faith came out from the biscuit, that was like, my mom was into it. <laughs> like that's how, like,
1: right. I know. Cause yeah. it had a little bit of something for everyone, you know? Yeah. Um, but then like, uh, let the good times roll from power man 5000 and, and oh, we, yeah, we, yeah, we've yeah. named all of right, these covers yeah. like we we should make a list and go back and l- yeah. and like do an episode specifically on new metal covers because it'd be good there'd be some some wild ones in there yeah yeah um okay so we can uh, wrap it up I, i'm sorry this is a short one today yeah jesus christ <laughs> but be sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at nudist pod email us at nudist right not like the actual at symbol. Like, you can, you know how email works nudispod at gmail.com. Again, there's no T in any of that. Uh, we're low T, there's no T in the show title. Uh, check out the Nudist Colony Spotify playlist. Uh, the link for that is in the show notes, and you can follow along with us on that very journey. And then, uh, speaking of, uh, I guess, new metal, I, I'm i just not at, at segue level today. Um, we've got. Two albums that we're going to discuss on the next episode. We got two albums. We've got two albums. <laughs> My favorite, favorite Batman villain. Two albums. Uh, <laughs> we're going to discuss Cole, Ch- Cole Chambers' self-titled album. It's happening. I've been talking for too long today. I know. <laughs> uh, Cole Chambers' self-titled album from 1997 and then also from 97. Actually, they were both February of 97. Uh, the album from Power Man 5000, Mega! Two exclamation points. Kung Fu Radio. We're going to discuss both of those. So uh, listen back to those. The, the reason we're pairing those up is very simple. We probably don't have a lot to say about... <laughs> either of them
0: if you put a gun to my head right now and told me to name one song off of either of those two albums i don't know that i could
1: you don't fuck with loco
0: Oh, okay. 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 That's mm-hmm. okay. I didn't know if that was on that one. I thought it was, I thought Loco was later. Okay, Ask
2: me to name Loco. another song off that okay.
0: album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. And then the Power Man 5000. I know they had uh, hits later. I don't know about. I know. Yeah. Album. I knew the
0: second album yeah. really well because it had like Drop the Bomb, Shell or whatever. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That I've heard that one like multiple times recently on oh, really? Sirius XM and I'm just like, damn. Oh, that's cool. I remember loving the song so much back in the day and it's still pretty good. I was like, I was like obsessed with it. I don't know what I saw on it, but yeah, we'll see when we get back there. Uh, but yes, uh, Cold Chamber, self-titled, and then Mega Kung Fu Radio from Power Man 5000 on the next episode. You can find both of those albums in the Spotify playlist for Nudist Colony in the link uh, in the description of the show. So there's that information. So come back, listen to us, talk about that for... I don't know. Probably two hours as well, and then uh, I'm gonna
0: make yeah. a prediction and say it's not gonna
1: be two hours long. <laughs> I, I have a feeling we can stretch it out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, probably not discussing every track on that no. th- those albums, but uh, we're some uh, chatty Cathy's, so yeah. wouldn't yeah, wouldn't yeah, be surprised yeah. if we uh, reached two hours or so. Uh, but yeah, anything further for you? Nope. All right. Well, uh, we can wrap it up here. So I'm Brent. And I'm Ross. We'll meet you back at the Colony.
0: Get it, bud!
2: <laughs> say what, say what? Say what,
1: say what? Say what, say what? Say what? Say what? Fantastic! Uh, bye!